When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Like I said, just taking it one, one game at a time. Um, for me personally, um, in conference tournaments, um, I've I've always played um, in the conference championship, made the conference championship, and um, so I guess I, I know um, that feeling and, and what it takes to go out and win a few games in a row and it's all just staying in the moment and taking it one by one. Again, I, I think the biggest thing, just need to go out and worry about Minnesota right now and, you know, you go out, I, I don't know, Sam, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm just worried about hopefully going out and competing uh, tomorrow night. Sam Griesel, Fred Hoiberg before the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio powered by Currency. A new voice. Normally, at least over the past five days, you've heard Damon Benning kind of stumble his way into the show be like hey i'm here did this dude say stumble did he say stumble <laughs> passive aggressive already no uh, i wasn't listening no yeah gosh, me neither no. no the babysitter's back is just <laughs> what i'm saying the babysitter is back we're here to keep db in check although robbie lula did a great job filling in i appreciate him a ton i know you guys appreciate him a ton too um, and i thought he did a tremendous job yeah, he's a good dude stepping up Kind of on short notice, really on short notice at the beginning of last week, or at the back end of last week. <laughs> uh, but uh, he, he filled the shoes nicely. But we are back. I am off the mend. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah. On the mend. On the I've, mend. I've never said that in a sentence, which is, you know, as I was listening to Matt Rule's press conference on Monday, too, I never said half the stuff he says in a <laughs> sentence before. I kind of <laughs> joked with you. I said, you know, it's kind of like reading a book with him. It's a bunch of words I would never say in, in conversation. But it always makes me feel like a smarter person when I hear them because he's, it makes me look things up. He's mastered the art. He's an orator. I had to look up who Socrates was. Stop. No, I had to look up the Socratic method because I'm like, who did Socrates teach? Do you know who he taught? <laughs> yeah. well, <laughs> one, one known as Plato. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty, pretty historic. <laughs> Couple of smart, not, not much couple, of a history cu- buff cu- over here. Couple of smart guys. Are yeah, you a philosopher? You know yes, what? It's, it I is a very good deeply. thing that I have my phone on standby that I can be like, man, he just mentioned the Socratic method. That was like I really chuck- intelligent. I chuckled right away. There was so much in there. I, I'm still, I'm still just kind of going back over it uh, in my head. He's he's a. Uh, He's an interesting guy. And now everybody's starting to experience what I always question myself, what I've been questioning myself about since he's been here. Is this guy for real? <laughs> yeah, the more you hear him, the more you the more you, you, you do you do well, those you little me- a- you do those little mental checks and balances, you're like, man, come on. You guys had a great interview with um Dr. Elsa? With Dr. Elsa on Yeah, she Friday. was unreal. And um I listened back to the one with Jessica Cootie as well, but you know, even 
even to answer those questions more, like, you know, is he for real? Like, she said it again. Like, she reiterated, as the rest of the coaches have. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to figure out ways to ask the questions without being offensive. But I think it's what people want to know. It's certainly what I want to know. And so I'm like, ah, I'm asking. <laughs> but you have a right to ask. You know what I mean? It's just like. And you got, you got, we got to we got to get behind the scenes here because there's there's a there's clearly something about it. But you don't just talk the talk here. Well, like it, he he again, he you, walks the talk. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, model behavior is a big deal, man. Like I can't I can't stress that enough. I I think my buddy Aaron Sim. I got I got a good buddy who actually coincidentally I met via a message board. He's been my buddy since about '05, maybe, and. Uh, he always used to say, I see better than I hear. <laughs> and what he was really telling me is... He didn't believe in Santa? Put, put, put your money where your mouth is. Like, do it. Do it. I want to I see I want to see these guys do it. I want to see it on paper. Or I want to more than just see it on paper. Like, I know you tell me. You can say anything. But can you do it? And so I've kind of adopted that model, man. I see a lot. Even though I see, like, trash. And I hear pretty legit. <laughs> I'm pro- I'm a better believer once I see it. <laughs> you're looking at me and you're like, "Hey, I see trash in you." After oh man, I can't, that, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, uh, I can't see that kind of that kind of stuff. Doesn't I'm on from that? That was like a full three minutes ago. <laughs> Sometimes you tie it back in without me knowing. Later on, yeah. I mean, it depends. I keep receipts. I stay vigilant. I, I definitely keep receipts. Um, as one of our state senators found out yesterday over text. Uh, I keep receipts. Interesting. Oh, it was a sidebar conversation. He was, he was, uh, Senator Justin Wayne was quoted, as he says, misquoted, uh, was making jokes. Wasn't all that funny. Pretty disingenuous and not a lot of truth to it. So, um, we had, we had those conversations. I was like, ah, we could do this publicly. We could do it privately, but you're more of a private guy. I am, but I gave him the opportunity. I said, hey, listen, we can do this one of two ways. And since I do keep receipts, I went back from like 2008 and was like, hey, are you this guy? Were you this guy? Were you this guy? Were you this guy? Were you this guy? Oh, and that guy that did that. You, do you just have all of these in your notes? Oh, I'm passionate about it. I'm, I'm, I'm passionate about public schools. I'm passionate about special education. I'm passionate about funding. And so it was in my wheelhouse. Are receipts up here or are they on there? They're on here too because he and I had had some lengthy conversations. Got it. Okay. I mean lengthy. This goes back to when he was on the school board. Sure. So. Um, Man, it's tough to be a school board member. Yeah. It's a tough job. Listen. I would venture to say that you are m- more times than not hated in that role it's, it's than hard, you it's, are it's loved. Hard, it's hard to be appreciated for having to get down in the weeds. And. You know, if you're representing the largest school district in the state, I mean, you're representing, you know, 50,000 students. But in that role, I mean, it's kind of like the role of the president. Like, you know, never had dinner with the president. You know, more times than not, you are going to get ridiculed more than you are going to get praised. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's just, it's that position of power. Kind of like this job. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I shouldn't have said you stumbled. I'm sorry. I thought you did a great job. As a number one, I thought you did a great job. I don't need your validation. I'm just telling you. Well, I don't know. (laughs) I'm pretty good at what I do. (laughs) There he is. (laughs) There he is. I mean, like, 
I'm over that. I don't know why you keep revisiting it. Well, it's team commitment week. Is that yeah? I, I, just, I'm, I want to be committed to our team. The fr- I would put you on my back so you know and I, run you. We, you know what I want to ask the other. Because he dropped the line too cool for school. Some of that stuff at that age, I don't think I would want to do. Sometimes some guys can be too cool for school. These guys weren't. They wanted to do this. You know what I like? I'm just being, I'm being 100% honest. At 18 years old, I don't want another dude's feet on my shoulders, and I don't want to make some caterpillar to do push-ups. There are a lot of people that don't like icebreakers do you or know team what I mean? building games. Oh, I'm t- you know, listen. Yeah, no, sure. I'm out. I'm in the corner, and I'm not antisocial. Mm-hmm. I just right. I, I want to be able to know what and see what the end game is. But I'll tell do you what, this isn't the first time I've heard this year already that they're turning work into game, as in like competition within one another. They're playing games against one another. It's not the first time I've heard that. So it seems this group likes to compete shame, in that style. Shame on me. I'm going to Google it real quick. It is. So we have, you know, we talk about Wizard Wednesdays and stuff all the time mm-hmm. at, at Westside. Dr. Morvek is amazing. So good that we devote you know, an hour without being on the field during the course of the week to his wizardry. We call him the wizard. He talks about this That's what deal. I call Ozzy Smith. He talks about this deal called gamification, where regardless of what you do, it's the application of typical elements of game playing, i.e. point scoring competition with others within rules of play. Um, so... It's kind of low-key what you and I will do, right? You'll say something or I'll say something or you'll do something and I'll do something. I'll be like, there's no way that's true. Want to bet? Let's let's keep score. Let's, you know, and somehow we'll make a competition out of it. That whole gamification thing is, as I'm as I'm thinking about it, and he started to give it words a couple years ago when we were first really getting into this this mental stuff. I'm like, man, deep down, I kind of do that with everything. I, like I really do, right? You know, immediately, like if we want to keep harping on who's on the show and who's not, I remember immediately, even though it was short notice, I was like, we got to f- figure out how to make this work. Like, and at one point I thought we were going to scramble for a co-host. So I was like, ah, let's make a game of it. Like, I'm not going to give in. Or uh, managing the, managing the kid's schedule. I'm going to find a way to get this done. We're going to figure that, out how that to is make... A, that is a father mentality. So that's... In, and I'm just not going to... I'm just not going to fret. Like, yeah, well... Don't let it run you. And sometimes it drives... it. Well, a lot of times it probably drives Jay Craig. We should bring issues home from school and and or, or whatever. And we're, we're going to sit down and we're going to figure it out. All right? And you know me. I'll, hey, what's the desired outcome? Talked to a student yesterday over the phone. Hey, what what's the end game here? Like, what did you want the outcome to be? All right, then let's back up. Okay, what? How'd you react? Because only one of those things you can control. Mm-hmm. So let's start there. I mean, I the whole gamification thing, but I just don't think at that age, I don't know how much fun I would have been. And and I'm ultra competitive. Is right? that because you are so like structured internally? Because I, when I, you I, put work 
into the sport, not not just life, because when you said you kind of do it in life, like, hey, you want to bet on that, but like in the sport itself, like that was your job, your identity at the time. Is that why you didn't want to make it an act? You wanted to make it you, like you? I don't know what you call it. You may know after I describe it. I'm one of those people, as you've seen, whether it's taking pictures, whether it's icebreakers, whether it's whatever, I don't really want to do it. Well, right? in high like, school, I remember doing and, that all and, the time. In high was, school, I was, was even worse. Now, I'll be fine probably once I do do it, but I'll probably fight you tooth and nail to do it. So I don't know what you call those people like, oh, he'll be fine. Just do it. I don't know why we're going through the formalities. I'm one of those guys that if it doesn't make sense initially mm-hmm. or it's not super practical, even though it could, there could right. be some outcome I, think I don't see. I it's an see. image thing a lot. Like, Maybe. Because you don't want to be looked at, uh, whether it's by your brothers in this case, like it, especially um, like in, in college for me, in fraternity life, we did team building a lot all the time. But mm-hmm. it was kind of expected um, in, in those activities. But going back to high school, like when you sat in a room with freshmen, right, and you're sitting in a circle and they're like, hey, you know, uh, tell us something interesting about yourself. And you're like – Okay, you know how I'm trying to fit in with the with the so-called like popular crowd. I don't want to be pulled into this group of people. And uh, you know, what my dumb butt would have said, "Go ahead." Well, just because it's interesting to me doesn't make mean it's interesting to them. Yeah, I'm not that telling them anything. That doesn't shock me one bit. Right? Like that, <laughs> that's 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 how I would think. Like if I'm going to have to do fireman's carries or I'm going to have to get on a caterpillar, you know, make a caterpillar and do push-ups or whatever. I want to know, like, what's the mm-hmm. point? But I'll tell you what, when I grew up, games were the best form of competition for me. Yeah. But I think it's a personality trait, right? Yeah, I mean, we used to do this game called Power Finesse in soccer, where you would get a ball that's a one-timer to you. You put it in the back of the net, you're safe on one. You put two in, you can eliminate somebody. And the second one comes on a volley. I always competed more in that than I did in a skill drill. And that's just because that's, uh, I, I wanted to play for something. I wanted to compete for something. But not everybody's like that. Yeah. I mean, and it's just, it's just interesting how we, we were having a conversation. I told you, Co- Coach Rule, like I think he truly loves football. Like he oh, loves. Oh, there's no question. Right? There's no question. And, but we don't talk about that a lot in terms of a prerequisite for coaches. And the example I gave is we were talking about a game from – and it was one in which I played in, so I knew, right? And he said, hey, let me show you my game notes just from watching this film. I'm looking at it, and it's it's thing after thing after thing after thing. And I'm looking at 20 personnel, and I'm like, oh, shoot. I said, man, you know what's funny about that is I, I love 20 personnel. I don't always love a fullback. Just two backs, no tight end, right? But, you know, offset, put them in motion because... Offset? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> because it's it's short edges. It's easy to get to the corner. You still have two-back run game. And he just was like, yeah, anything to get me in two-back run game. I'm like, first of all, to take notes on some innocuous game that happened 30 years ago. How many people would do that? You have to have a, an affinity for it. Like, you have to – it has to be your thing, right? We hear the stories about how he's either waiting in line or he's at some place and he's on his phone watching film. 
if you're watching people's workouts and their mobility and their range of function, you have to love that kind of stuff. Like, you're you're not going to put any weight on, you're not going to put any maximum weight on the bars for X amount of weeks because you just want to watch me move. You want to watch my mobility, my, my, my hip dexterity, like my, my, my hip flexion. Like, you just want, you're just going to watch that? And think to yourself. It would be like, you ever had those bosses that say, hey, let's go back and listen to this segment. Dude, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like, are you serious? I hate my own voice. But there's something. <laughs> I fast yeah, forward through segments learn. in the car. I remember there used to be commercials. Come on, I'd turn them down. You know, kids would laugh. Ah, kee, 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 kee. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> hey, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> you it's know, you. I just, there's a certain, I'm just uncomfortable. But when he talked about accountability and having those conversations, I'm like, man, the sooner you can get that, life will be so mm-hmm. much easier. Right? Where you could just kind of take some self inventory. Where am I at? Where am I at in relation to what everybody else is doing? And am I doing the right thing? Right, yeah. Early on, I think it's the hard part because... Well, it's brutal. I, I remember going through my tapes as a freshman in college the following year, right? Just from freshman to sophomore year. And I'd go back and look, listen to my freshman tape and be like, did I really just say that? Do I, I really sound like that? I, Nowadays, though, it's easier because I've been doing it for eight years. I watched... So before the second time, so... This is probably about ten years ago when we moved the first time. Like we still had a VH, we still had a VCR. This old man, and I just popped in some of my high school game. To, That's terrible. I'm like, God, this dude sucks. Like, like Damon, I hated I hated Damon, my, why, why, why'd you do that? I why'd hated you make my move? gear. The sleeves were too long. I go back and watch Nebraska. My shoulder pads are too big. Like, I don't like doing any of that. I, I just, it's like, you know, and so when he's asking guys to do this and to evaluate real time, he goes, we need to figure out how accountable we can be to one another and how much attention to detail can we pay? And I'm like, in college during that stretch of my life, that would suck. But as I think back about it, and Coach Solich would say, hey, man, listen, I want your heels at seven and a half, smooth to the hole, press the point of attack. Don't make a move until you have to. That's pretty detailed, <laughs> right? At the time, you don't really realize it, but I still was the guy, you know, if you run out of bounds and you're in practice, and I told this story, you know, Coach Osborne was like, eh, you're not getting paid enough. You know, you're not, you're not that high price. This isn't the NFL. And he showed it over and over and over again of me going out of bounds. I thought, whoa. Unnecessarily. I just went out of bounds. This is in practice. Practice. We're talking about practice, man. That's how I felt, but I didn't know Iverson then. <laughs> I, I was so embarrassed to have him play that clip over and over. I'm like, I get it, man. And is this just you two in the room? or is No, it it's, no we're in our position. This is offensive And again, meetings. it comes back to image. Yeah. I mean, people are looking back at me like, I know this dude feels like trash. But guess what we won't do again in practice? Run out we're of not bounds. about to run out of bounds. <laughs> we're just, You're about to run somebody Yeah, we're, we're not doing that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this too. I mean, you know, I, I think what Rule's doing is kind of unique because he's he's finding a way to separate the winners from the losers. Well, how about a starter being Mr. Irrelevant? How you like 
You think that guy's going to get his bunda in gear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and, pretty- and, and he mentioned, he didn't fail to mention either that this is a guy that played last season. Yeah. And, you know, my favorite was, yeah, these guys wanted to pick their teams, and sometimes it was position groups, and they felt like they needed to be yeah, a little loyal. They went away then, from best friends yeah, quickly. Yeah, then you're about halfway through, and you're like, eh. <laughs> I need we a big need, guy. We, we need to pick a <laughs> I need a big guy. Hey, can we restart? Yeah. I didn't really understand the rules. <laughs> Let's go to line one. Michigan Lance here to talk team building. Uh, Lance, good morning. Welcome to the show. Good morning, boys. How you doing? Andrew, welcome back. Hey, thanks, dude. I, I feel better, too. So, it, it's all good, good. things. What's hey, up, man? Hey, man, glad you're healthy. Thanks, hey, one, you know, one of the great things about you guys' show is that you guys accept feedback, and you go in the lab, and you figure it out, and then you change if you have to, right? All right. And you guys get better. So, the show is called Coffee and Cream, right? Here we Indeed. go. Here we go. So... I want to hear more of Coffee and Cream, Andrew and Damon. Listen, I love the guests that you bring on, but I don't want to hear more guests than I do you two. So when Robbie was on yesterday, I'm hearing a lot of you, Robbie's and Damon's insight on what you guys, you know, what they feel and how they go about things. I want to hear more of that from you, Andrew. Give us, hey, give us more of you, like, like for instance, you talked about, I, I know you you don't really like the wild card or understand the wild card of Nebraska high school sport. Right. Hey, man, go deep dive and go all the way in. Say it's stupid, it's raggedy, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Like, it's the dumbest thing you ever heard. Like, hey, man, give us your real insight, a deeper level of how to go about it and what – you figure is the best way to go about it, man. Like, I, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if I'd say stupid. Man, you, I'm not much of a stupid guy, but I know I know, hey, man, where, you're well, going. I I know you, where you're going. I don't care what you want to call it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't care what you call it, man. I'd say ridiculous. I don't know what you, I don't know what you guys say. It's rigmarole. It's <laughs> I don't know, man. But <laughs> whatever the term you, you use, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I'll be, I'll be like. Hey, man, I know you got good stuff. You're a Bears guy. You're my guy. So just give us more of you, man, raw and uncut, good, bad, or indifferent. The dialogue, especially, you you know, you're young, Phoebe's older than dirt. Like, you know what I mean? That dichotomy, wow. black, white, all that differences. Hey, man, we want to hear that. Hey, you guys are team building like Nebraska football, right? No doubt. Like, that, that, hey, that's some good stuff that he's implementing, rule is implementing, because on the basic level is what has to be done to build a program. You're turning losers, you're trying to turn losers into winners. And that's what they are. Those players are losers. They haven't won anything. I know that's kind of harsh, but they haven't won anything. They haven't had a winning season. So you're trying to build that. And so when DB's talking about, I kind of want to know the end result, and here's a part of the human element. DB, DB's talking about DB's a faith guy, but sometimes because he's human, he lacks faith in what the construction of somebody is trying to do. Hey, we're gonna do this. Well, it needs to make sense to me. Like I don't know what's the end result. Like I'm not trying to do it, but then you say, Hey, DB, hey man, have faith. Hey, this bill is gonna come pay. You know, God's gonna come through. He's gonna be like, Oh yeah, I'm with you. I got faith. Yeah, so yeah. that's the the toughness of of 
of the complexity of being a human where, hey, over here I have strong faith, but then over here I'm like, I, I don't know for sure. What is that? That makes sense. What is that going to yeah, do? You for know, me? it ultimately boils. You know, it ultimately boils down to trust, right? Yep, so so there if, you go. if it's not a newbie, and I appreciate the call, Lance. If it's somebody that yeah, I think has so. my best interest, that you know this about me because you and I talked about this way back in the summer. Like if I think you're for me, you can tell me whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. DB, zip it. DB, you talk too much. DB, I don't understand this. You, you could tell me whatever, and I'm be like, oh, cool, man, I got you. But if like I. If I don't know, I'll be like, uh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, rigmarole. See if you can weave that in the rest of this Lance, show. Lance, appreciate the feedback, man. Hey, more CNC next. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers, and uh, I'm happy to be back on the show, and uh, I'm happy to have you here with us as well. You know, I was joking with Shane, though, coming in. I'm like... That's what DB said walking through the doors today. Dude's been out of control. (laughs) When is he not? Huge waste of time. Out of of control. I think it all started with your uh, collide song. Like from that point, it is it has continued to spiral downhill. It's been all downhill from there. Hey, it's a song. Yep that that one. You're an idiot. (laughs) Stop playing. Wow. Wait, what? Name calling. What? Blinded Most people don't take that person. That too. <laughs> but what do you mean? Blinded by the light. What was that about? I don't know. Isn't it? Uh, that is not true. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty believable. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yet believable. I'm over this, dude. <laughs> no, I told him, though. I said, you guys are going to be without me uh, from a, uh, for five days a month from now. Because I have to go to that destination wedding. In the Dominican, I have to go. Wait. Uh, I get to go. When's that? Back into April. Back end of April? Yeah, it's it's the same weekend as the spring game, of course. Swear who to God. does that? I swear to God. Ruru Rogers, that's who does that. The Whoa, best, w- the best man. WWBD. <laughs> he I would bet, add, he, would I bet he would stay his. Years no, yeah, <laughs> I bet this dude would stay his hard working butt in town and be like, hey. Man. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to provide for the fam. Could I, that's, not that's what Barry. I'm at do. that age, man. Weddings are taking over my life, hey, even my Audrey. own. We'll talk about that off off air. <laughs> even my own. I saw her every day. She was in here working. She said, and, uh, you and guys I asked constantly her constantly every, asked about me every day. Yeah, you guys are great. You well, guys, I, you guys I, are my people. Listen, I care. You guys are my people. I care. I know it's not an act. God I no. I know yeah. it's not an act. Not you one know, bit. but because believe me, 
if I didn't, I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I know. I, I keep <laughs> you would have kept your mouth shut. You'd have been, right, whatever. You, all, you already know. I don't want to be held accountable for any lies. Hey, did you guys I have did any, that once. You guys have any poll questions while I was gone? No, time? not a one. Not a one. All right. Here's our poll question today. <laughs> no big deal. I feel like you low-key kind of subliminally make me invest in poll questions. I don't like poll questions. Uh, hey, every time I, I'm I started around them, you, I got you back. We get into poll questions. I used to make fun of shows you know that always did poll questions. Because it's a game. Anything that is a game turns Gamification. into competition. Right? Shout out Dr. Moravec. No, I, in order to get my details across, I like to play games i like to Listen, have segments those are my favorite i challenge you we're gonna i'm gonna we're gonna bring him on the show talk to this dude 10 minutes and you'll you'll feel like you've been profiled unequivocally Hotch. sorry listen that he's my I'm not sorry now he's actually my second favorite i'm team gideon yep hotch is a dude hotch has a lot of my personality <laughs> okay my, who are you bringing on the show uh dr morvick we're going to talk about competitiveness, gamification, trust. Uh, he's he's the man. Gentle spirit, too. Used to, well, I'll let him go into his old job, but he's, he's big time. And uh, smart, dude. He's the type of guy you leave a conversation with and you're like, I said seven things and he knows everything about me. Oh, poop. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I want to meet this guy. Dude, it's 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 kind hey, of. If I can leave the room smarter, though, uh, surround I'm, yourself I'm, with smarter people. I'm, I'm you will be a better you, person. I'm telling you, there's a reason we play well in the fourth quarter and third quarters. There this is. It's mm, a lot. A really good defensive coordinator. <laughs> no, no, it's more about our mental approach. Yeah, it it is. It is. You got to have it right upstairs, yeah. especially in high school. Especially in high school, you have to be ready for those moments. You have uh, to be mentally strong. It's and it's an age too where you have to learn quickly. Yeah. Hey, our poll question today: How many wins does Nebraska pick up in the Big Ten tournament? I heard you guys last week kind of set an over under with Creighton Dude, did and you Nebraska like those six packs. Oh man! Hey, I was like, this is kind of hard. I could maybe do this once a month. <laughs> well, it's going to have to be a uh, twice-a-week thing now. They sold six-pack twice. Well, how come they keep making all the money? <laughs> huh? I don't know. Dude, you know, you hey, know what's funny? We'll get you rewarded. Know, you we'll know get rewarded. You know what's funny about that, though? Go. I could ask Chris or Sasha for anything, and they'd be like, we got you. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to cry about that. Speaking of, we have more beer, courtesy of Zipline, waiting for us. Chris is a dude. He, he's kind of awkward in his style. You know, but CG, yeah, dude, get stuff done, no doubt. <laughs> may may break a few, may and break a few flower petals, but I like it. And what I've learned quickly from Chris is he's not afraid to just say it. Yeah, he doesn't so beat around the, the bush. The only time I've been mad at him in these last however many months is because my feelings were hurt because I didn't think he went to bat for me. That's how, you know what I mean, like. Mm-hmm. Is there anything more DB than that? <laughs> You're such a baby. <laughs> Listen, I know, man, I am. I know Aren't you I'm, the youngest? Yeah. Yeah, that's why you're a baby. And I'm a Pisces. Wah. Wow. Really? Wah. So what's what's the sign for Richard Head? <laughs> Me. Aquarius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we even set the lineup, and we got to read no, the poll question. No, no. Poll question. I read we it. We got coaches coming up. We not yet. 
Uh, how many wins does Nebraska pick up at the Big Ten tournament? Zero, one, know. two, or three plus. You can go ahead and vote at H Varsity Radio. Big game today against Nebra or Minnesota. They aren't playing themselves. Yeah, coming up, uh, Coach Etz Miller, uh, head Mustang, and Coach yeah, Woodard. State basketball is this weekend. Why um, did we pick those two, Ruru? Because of the one and two. And they and represented, they represented a the final bulk of the, the finals. Four years. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get that out of the way. It it tips off, though, with a doozy with Wahoo and Auburn. You talk about contrasting styles, Marcus Glock and Benji uh, Nelson with Coach Sheaf going against Coach Weeks and Auburn, who, uh, you know, Matt Binder and company, where they score about 30 points a game. Wahoo would like to have that in a quarter and a half. So something we'll give at nine. We'll be watching on our NFHS account. Thank you, Jesus, <laughs> for that. And no doubt. Uh, I got I so, said no doubt three times. I got to stop saying that. The 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 band? No, I just out loud. I totally. So one of the six pack of questions. The line was minus one and a half for wins in conference tourney play. Creighton. Favored by one and a half games won over Nebraska. What would you have taken? I would take Creighton. No, let me see. The minus one and a half? That means so they, they got to go plus two in the conference win tournament. Plus two. So you you beat who? Villanova most likely. Yeah. And then you beat. You got you to probably a better it, draw in the second round. I mean, they got to be playing in a championship. And Nebraska has to beat Minnesota. Who's your second round draw? Xavier? Yeah. But yeah. Man, I think, honestly, I think Nebraska could lose today and still cover that line. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I could, well, I so, could see. Oh, oh, ye of little faith. You're not alone. Robbie claimed he, to have PTSD from being traumatized from Villanova the last time. He's not buying it either. What happened to Jays fans where – I wouldn't necessarily consider you a fan. Hey, you're fairly objective. Mm -hmm. But where would we get off the boat? I think they win the Big East tournament. Yeah. And, and I'm the last thing from a homer. I just don't know how well they can shoot the ball. Oh, man, they'll figure it out. I've been saying that all year. <laughs> all year Creighton can figure it out. <laughs> and then all of a sudden I see Baylor Shireman shoot – Two of 11 from three. Uh -huh. And I see Trey Alexander go spotty. And I see Arthur Kaluma go spotty. And I see two players have really good games. Nemhard, who could probably end up with 17. And then Kalkbrenner, who has eight field he goal attempts. He did get 12 shots the other day. And did you see that? Unbelievable. <laughs> Thank goodness they get to do that against teams in the bottom half of the Big East. <laughs> I'll tell you this. All right, so your guns, I, I'm telling you, man, and I know I jinxed them when I said they'd run the table. I said 6-0. No, they went 4-2. and two. That wasn't very good. Uh, wait, 3-3 three and three maybe. Was it 4-2? and two? Uh, I got to look at that real quick. I, they're going to win the Big East tournament. They're the worst team. So this is, the, this is the contrarian opinions, right? Not enough depth, three games in three days. Their depth will be fine. It will force Coach Max Hand, Coach Huss, those guys. They'll be fine. You know what makes them difficult? Who, who you, who, who's going to be the leading scorer? Somebody different every time out. They're hard to prepare. They against. are hard to prepare for. 
three, and you can't drive the ball inside. Nah, give give me the Jays. See, I it's hard to beat a team three times in a season, which is why I think Nebraska Listen, has their work cut out for them today. Oh, against and against we get Minnesota. Minnesota that played against Wisconsin. Uh, we'll get into that. Honorable mention on Big Ten: Chucky, Chucky Hepburn. We'll speak to his coach in the next next in this next segment. But Correct. first, we're gonna try to corral some Mustangs. Coach X. <laughs> High school basketball next. Kazi and Crane with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back to the show. 888-638-4876. If you'd like to get involved at any time, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. We're live from the H&H Chevrolet stage at Hale Varsity Club. He's Damon Benning. I'm Andrew Rogers. And now it's time to talk high school basketball, in particular state basketball, as that gets underway today. Runs March 8th through March 11th. DB is already rubbing his hands together like he's starting the fire. Yeah, and spent, we, spent a lot of time in Lincoln this last week. And we are talking to two of the main powerhouse coaches, at least in recent years. <laughs> they in, play, played a lot of finals. In <laughs> Class A, first on the docket is Coach Etzel Miller excuse me, from Millard North. And uh, Coach, uh, first off, good morning. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Good morning. Good. Great. Uh, very excited for the day. It's kind of feels like it's uh, been a long time coming. So we're we're glad since uh, our our district championship that we're you know ready to get on the floor again. Coach, there's something to pedigree. Uh, in the last in the last nine years, prep one ninety nine and forty two with two titles. Bellevue West one ninety five and forty five with one title. Millard North one fifty four and seventy two with two titles. No pressure. You got to embrace that, don't you? I mean, that is a that is an elite crew over the last nine years. Yeah, I I didn't realize what it was the last nine years, but you know, a lot of people have talked about you know maybe our recent success the last few years. But you know that what we've really been talking to our kids is is this is their time. This is you know their opportunity. So. Um, you know, when an opportunity comes, we we got to make sure that we take advantage of it. Coach, obviously one game at a time, but this isn't your first rodeo. Knowing every opponent in the remaining eight is priority two. What do you make of your path to the final? Possibly seeing the team that got the wild card, most likely facing the opponent you've seen the past three years, and they're per- perfect. What do you make of your path? Yeah, I mean, I think that we we feel good about our, uh, the draw. I think you know, anytime you come down, um, you know, who 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 lays in your path to to the championship game is always a big factor. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you when when Bell West has to play prep into three ter- three overtimes, that played into our favor. Yeah. Um, you, you never know what game um, uh, could be a, a major factor. Um, you know whether it's us and Elkhorn South, you know, running into the next opponent. Uh, but it is nice to have, you know, played almost everybody in, in the field and, and being comfortable with, you know, um, you know, who guys are and not having to, you know, reinvent the scouting report. You know, you pull it up, everything looks the same. You tweak it here and there, and, and you go about the next game. Coach, you, gotta, oh, you want to control what you do. You make it about you. That's what good programs do. But if we – Take a look at the opponent and Coach Zunbrennan and Elkhorn South. You know you're going to get maximum effort. 32 minutes of whatever's in their fuel tank. 
you're getting. Does that change the methodology in terms of practice, prep, or how do you look at the psychological versus the physical, knowing you could potentially play three and four? Right, yeah. Uh, We've talked a lot about their crew and how hard they work. Uh, their guards rebounded extremely well. I think Coach Jim, Jim Brennan does a fabulous job with you know getting the max out of that group. Um, you know, we we I think we match up with them pretty well. Where where our guards, we got some guys that can shoot it and get to the rim, and then uh, at the same time, uh, athletically uh, around the you know the perimeter, um, you know, but um, it's going to come down to you know who's ready to play and and who can uh, you know kind of control their emotions um, you know throughout the game. Uh, but, uh, you know, yeah, like you said, Coach Zen Brennan's got his crew playing really hard, really well. Uh, it's going to take a, a good game from our guys to, to pull out a, a win. Coach, keep it right there. You bring in a lot of experience while your counterpart in the quarters brings in a youthful approach. How much do you think that experience will help you and your team in this game opposed to maybe the latter? Yeah, I'm really hopeful that guys like uh, Eli and Neil will, will be able to, you know, withhold some of that experience and, and benefits us. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're playing 32 minutes of basketball. Um, I think, you know, after the first few minutes, um, you know, some of that stuff wears off. And that's really what we've been stressing to our guys because other than those two and, and maybe Derek, uh, you know, a lot of our guys are – are new and, and haven't been, uh, you know, part of this, you know, experience. Uh, Camden Mone played a little bit, but uh, other than that, it's, it, it's, a, it's a different team again, and, and we're going to come down and, you know, compete the best that we can so, um, so that we get an opportunity to move on. I'm glad you mentioned Moni. I'm a big Cam Moni fan. I, every team needs a guy like that that is that unselfish, that does a lot of the dirty work and doesn't get recognized for it. I'm a, I'm a big Moni fan. Let me, let me get you out on this, Coach, because well, you know what I, I think the world of you as a person is just as a quality individual. I'll give you a chance to kind of maybe not brag, but the season couldn't have always been rainbows and butterflies. You won a ton of games. I get that. But new faces and new places, blending with the staff. You got to, unfortunately, fortunately, deal with my main man, Coach Mosser, <laughs> Mo- Coach Mosser and all uh-huh. his scouts. Like, there's, there was some cur- – there has to be a learning curve working with new guys and new kids. Yeah, it definitely was. Um, you know, two seniors that come, come over from other programs and, and take on new rules. Uh, roles, uh, Jacob and Pax, um, you know, and then we also have another senior, uh, you know, that doesn't play at varsity last year, but plays a lot of minutes. JD is Skyland. Yeah. Uh, we've got, and then Luke Davis is another one that uh, doesn't play a whole lot last year, uh, but was a great force for us on the JV team. And, you know, he stepped up and played some big minutes. So, hey, he's a, he's you know, a tough minded kid. Well, I, I, he, he, sure he, he doesn't give an inch. Right. Right. And, and then, you know, some days uh, we, we, we kind of just say everybody's got to be ready to, you know, be ready at the right moment. You never know when your chance comes, um, you know, and step up and, and, and take it when it's, when it's there. Um, but, uh, yeah, a mixture of, um, you know, some other guys from other places. And then, like you said, our, our staff, I feel very confident with them. Um, Coach Mosser, uh, Andy Hahn, Nick Moyer, and, and crew, and, Everybody, you know, we, we've got freshman coaches that are up here every day, you know, at the end of the, the season, and, you know, they're not ready to, you know, turn over the tide. So uh, I feel very fortunate with the guys that, that are there to help me out, um, and, and then they, they do 
Fabulous job. Coach Edsel Miller, best wishes thank to you, Coach. Good luck today at 6. Yep, thank you very much. I appreciate it, guys. Let's change gears. We are talking now to the one seed in Class A, Coach Doug Woodard out of Bellevue West. Coach, good morning. Andrew Damon, always good to talk to you, gentlemen. Coach, good morning, man. Hey, I I'm gonna ask, and you're gonna you can make fun of me. We're close. <laughs> How do you are you past the been there done that? I know you're gonna appreciate the run, but man, it's like pencil the T-Birds in to be in Lincoln. Well, no, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's not it. it you know, and and uh, you you just don't ever want to get to the point where you where where you don't appreciate it, and you and you take anything for granted because um, there's a lot of good teams and there's a lot of good coaches, and and it's it's not an easy deal, and and uh, so we appreciate it and uh, just look forward to the opportunity, Damon. In all actuality, so. Hey, Coach, how much pressure comes with being undefeated at this point, though? Do your guys feel any of that heading into Lincoln? Lofty resume, no goose egg in the loss column is that's one you can go get, no doubt. Well, you know the the thing is we we haven't talked about it. We talked about it one time about two weeks ago, and um, because there was there had been something on on one of the news stations that said something about it, so we just thought we'd address it. And the, the deal is, everybody that's down there now, none of that matters. Everybody wants to be undefeated come Saturday uh, for three games. And and I've, every team down there has won three games in a row. So what you've done up to this point, it, it means nothing. We're not going to win the thing because we're undefeated now. And if we lose, it's not going to be because we're undefeated now. Mm. Uh, it's going to be because of how we played relative to the people we're playing. Um, this is a, is a neat side deal, but that's all it is. Battle-tested is always relative to the team. Sometimes it's the competitiveness in the practices. Sometimes it's the culture you're in. Sometimes it's actually the games being played. And people make a lot of you guys only being tested down the stretch. You had Miller North 43-42 in the fourth. You obviously went to overtime with Westside. How much does well, – and we can stay with the overtime game. Was that the right game at the right time to recalibrate you guys or – I mean, that obviously I saw that one up close. There's some fast, fantastic coaching and cat and mouse and just the temp. There was some championship mentalities in that game, primarily by your point guard, Josiah Dotzler, and, 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 and the savvy poise of Stuvie. And I, uh, that game seemed to be at the right time for you. Well, you know, it's unrealistic to think you're just going to go through and, and just – blow out air. That's ridiculous. I mean, there's good teams. There's there's well-prepared teams. And and to think that you, you're, you're just going to do that or to assume that that's, it doesn't, no, that's not going to happen. And you're going to get challenged and um, and you might get beat. I mean, that's, it's competitive and, and that's what it is. And so, yeah, we needed, we needed to be pushed. And, and sometimes you got to give credit to the other guy. Westside played played extremely well, and they made some things very difficult on us. So hopefully we learned some stuff from it. We grew a little bit, and, and we got better. Um, and, and that's the hope. And I think we've been better down the stretch in yeah. practice. And, and uh, so hopefully we'll see, uh, we'll see here down in Lincoln. Coach, if you could describe this in one word and one word only, what makes this Bellevue West team different this year? 
One word? One word. Just give me one word, Coach. <laughs> you, you know, defense. Uh, oh, yes. If you're limit Great me to, call. If you're going to limit me, I, I just. <laughs> I had to limit you. But, but now you got to give me, you got you to gotta let me extrapolate on that. Yeah, go ahead, bit. Coach. Uh, uh, you, you know, it's not like other teams haven't defended or that we're perfect defensively, but there's a buy-in from all the guys that play that I think they realize uh, that's the carrying card uh, because the offense is going to come and go. I don't care how good of a shooter you are, how many good shooters you have. There's going to be nights where it just isn't happening very well at the offensive end. But if, if you are on the same page and connected to whatever your philosophy is defensively, you're going to give yourself a chance. And, and I think these guys have bought into that. Fantastic, Coach. Best wishes until the second round. Hey, Hopefully we can get ass east. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, well, Coach. Thank you, gentlemen. It'll be a great tournament. All right. God thank you, Coach. You're absolutely right when you say that, uh, <laughs> Coach Doug Woodard. When we come back, we'll talk to Brian Christofferson right here on CNC. City Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. And you know, all the work that we've done to this point, going all the way back to June, this is what you prepare for is, is postseason opportunity. You know, conference tournaments are are a ton of fun, and you know, I've been a part of uh, cutting down nets on a couple different occasions. There's nothing like it. Nobody can take that away from you when you do that. It's special for your team. I still uh, am close with a lot of the players. You know that I had the opportunity to cut nets down with, and, and it's really exciting for your fan base. And you know, it really is the time. You know, everything's been a grind up to this point. Now the fun starts in, in the postseason, and we just need to again go out there and focus on the task at hand, uh, not the overall what we need to do. Uh, you know, to make the tournament, it's just one game at a time, and uh, and hopefully we go out and give ourselves a chance tomorrow. Coach Fred Hoiberg, before. The game tonight. The Big Ten Conference Tournament begins today. And, uh, you know, he, he talks about fun. And that is how I'm going to center my first question to Brian Christofferson as we bring him in now to the show. Brian, good morning. Good morning, guys. How you doing? Hi, B. Good. Hey, so Coach Hoiberg mentions fun. And to some degree, you could say that you know you want the fun to outweigh whatever else takes place the game at hand right and when you look at a team like minnesota they aren't really playing for much they have a one in gazillion chance of making the ncaa tournament at this point so they're just playing to to finish out the season now to have some fun down the stretch but with this nebraska team you almost have to kind of balance now the recent stretch of winning with the fun and you can't just go into it and say like, Hey, you know, let's just have some fun now, guys. It doesn't matter what happens. No, it does matter what happens as this team moves forward. How do you think this team balances that fun while also at the same time, uh, what not only the task at hand, but what lies ahead for this team? Well, I think this is where you hope, your good chemistry pays off when you go on a road trip like this. You're with your, your boys. You like each other. This team has really had sort of that, I think, close connection that has helped it through these various stages of the season where there's been adversity. So I think you can have you can have fun on a trip like this, you know, where you're kind of loose beforehand and all that stuff. But then when it's time to go, you know what's at stake. 
And you'd have to say this team's done pretty well at, at understanding that of late. I mean, they, um, they have responded, um, go within, within each game. I mean, even the Iowa game, Iowa got up seven points at one point with about 11 minutes left. And a lot of people watching are probably like, well, that's it. That's where it, it gets tipped. And this game goes the Hawkeyes way. Nebraska came right back with five. Wilhelm hits a three at one point where you don't expect it from him. And it brings it back to one in a moment in a key moment. So I, I think, I think they're a, they're a tough bunch. They're plucky. The thing they're going to have to do tonight, though, it, let's just get to the brass tacks of it. They got to get better on the glass against a, a big Minnesota lineup. I mean, Minnesota can throw some bigs at you and be a problem. And Nebraska, of course, what lost 31 to 11 in second chance points to Iowa. Derek Walker said, heck, we shouldn't have even won that game if you look at it on paper. Uh, so it's got to be a way different outcome on the boards this game. BC, when you're taking a look at, um, you know, because it's a dirty word, and I love it just because I know how important it is as a as a player and, and, and as a coach, but as you've done this over time with, with a couple of your job stops, when you hear culture and chemistry, what's that elicit in you? Um, initially, it's sort of fighting back. They want to eye roll. Yeah. I, I I think that's a fan, kind of a fan perception of it because, and I understand it, Damon, because around here they've heard about culture with football mostly yeah. um, for such a long time, and oh, it's better than it was, and this and that, and it becomes one of those things where it's it's sort of uh, like okay, um, I hear about this in March and April, um, but you know it doesn't show itself to me uh, when it counts on the scoreboard. Um, I think it, so I think it's one of those things where that's my initial reaction is sort of like, Oh, okay. Yeah. We'll believe it when we see it. But yet I know that it's the most important thing, you know, like it, it's kind of funny that way to me because I think people are very skeptical when they hear people talk about it. And yet they also understand, um, this is what can settle winning and losing in the long run if you sort of build that up within a team. Hoiberg's team has it this year. Yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't be where Clearly. they are at 16 and 15 um, if, if, if they didn't have that. And that was a component he talked about um, even in the summer, like when he would show up, you know, at the press conference up, up on the sixth floor before the season when he, he was talking, I love this team and now they're together. And that what I'm saying, Damon, is I think at that point people are like, yeah, okay, right, whatever. And uh, – guess what? He was right. And that what he was talking about then in July and August for his team, um, September, whatever it was, um, matters now. And we've seen it in February. So it, it, it is, it's everything, even though sometimes we kind of, um, scoff when someone delivers a message that their team might have it or they're working for it. Cause I think we, we, uh, have been, I don't know. We've been knocked, had our cart knocked over a few too many times with that. So we're, we're a little uh, worried when we hear it. We're talking to Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker 24-7. Toss him a follow on Twitter at Husker247BC. Brian, there's only two teams that have five out of their last six down the stretch. Only one, or only two teams that have won five out of their last six. And one of them is Nebraska. How much do you believe in momentum over talent when it comes to overall impact in conference tournament play for a team? Oh, I mean, I, 
I think momentum uh, is something you can really ride, and I, th- they have some talent on this team too. Derek Walker's a baller, you know. I mean, he, he was second team All Conference by the coaches for a reason. He's a tough matchup, and he's such a good facilitator and does so many things. I mean, he's a guy a lot of teams wish they could have. Casey, the way he can shoot it and get on a streak, a lot of guys, they, a lot of people wish they had that right now. Um, and Sam Grissel just does all the dirty work, you know. He he can sometimes have a stat line. I mean, he had 16 against Iowa, uh, but 14 of those points were in the first half, I believe, and then two in the second half. But, yeah, he was still having as big an impact in the last 20 minutes with the other stuff he did. So it's not like they don't have anything over there. Um, but it is going to take um, – it's going to take a tough mental edge this week because I don't know how much they're going to be able to get out of Blaze Cada. And he's one of those guys where – you could use them for a couple minutes here and there. You could really use that presence, if, even if it's like four or five minutes a game where he pops in and, and, and adds that. Will he be able to? I don't know. It sounds kind of iffy. So you're talking about Oleg or somebody kind of needing to step up and give you three or four minutes. That's going to be huge key, guys, is that like three to four minute stretches where somebody like Oleg comes in the game and kind of watch that score. Can Nebraska, you know, hold serve there or, or, or whatever when they have to go to their bench because um, I think there's a right to be kind of concerned about what the, the rebounding could look like in this game if Nebraska is not completely dialed in because Sunday was uh, Sunday was worrisome in that degree. Even though Nebraska won the game, the way it was just so easy for the Hawkeyes to get second chances, um, it kind of has me a little uneasy about this matchup tonight because Minnesota, even though they haven't been a good team, they do have some big dudes that they can throw at the three, four, five and give you some problems. BC, let me change gears for a little bit, but not fully with talk of the culture and and chemistry. Obviously, Coach Rule took the podium, and for me, he continues to hit home runs. But as a way to validate kind of the level of belief, how much you believe in what he's saying, are there times – because this is kind of my litmus test. There are times where I'll listen to what he's saying, and I'm like, how often would I apply that to something other than sports, i.e. my household, my place of business, something like that? Do, do you find yourself listening to him and saying, yeah, that's not just football. I, I, I'd kind of like to surround my – kind of like my work environment or my, fa- my family or whatever to be like that too. Yeah, he's, he definitely strikes that chord. Um, I think it's because he talks so much about the accountability aspect of things, right? And, I mean, you can apply that to any avenue. And that's why I, lo- I like what they're doing right now with this team stuff. I mean, some of it is um, r- has nothing to do with physical prowess or the football stuff. It's just like bonding and, and being there for your brother, being someone that they can trust. Um, that you're going to show up on time. You're going to do what is asked of you. Um, and you could tell like, he was genuinely like impressed. Like Thomas Fedone's team won that first competition. And Fedone was sort of the orchestrator of it, like getting guys, you know, to show up at certain times. Okay. What's our schedule, this and that. Um, and it, it made an impression I think on the coach. And so they're watching, they're watching those guys that are, are you going to do what you say you're going to, um, and, um, are you going to do, um, something for your teammate, something that's selfless? Um, and so there's a lot of that going on right now, kind of mixed in with the, the physical test they're getting, um, that I think is useful, uh, that you could probably, 
um, you could probably uh, do in other businesses and, and it would make you successful. Although I, I probably wouldn't uh, include the part of like trying to carry Teddy Prohaska on my back. Across <laughs> yeah, that, uh, ma- that made me hurt just watching. Uh, well, I see, mean, that's, seeing that's, that, that he had to go halfway and then do it again, that made me hurt. Yeah, that, I mean, that's 330-some-odd pounds of a 6'10 frame. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a big boy. Hey, I like the gaming uh, style of practice, too, BC, and I was telling that to DB off the start. But, you know, I, I, I want to go back on this because I don't, I don't know if it was you that asked the question in the press conference or, or if it was somebody else, but basically establishing with Coach, and you guys were in unison when you, when you said – this is year one for everybody. Um, and I almost wonder if that's why they are leading with team building exercises during winter workouts. And I want to ask you, do you think that's the reason? Do you think we're going to see repetition in team building as the years go on under Coach Rule? Yeah, I think we will. Um And I think you almost have to across college sports, not just with the current situation in front of us here at Nebraska, because the portal is so busy teams are, I mean, it's more free agency that's than it's ever been in college sports. Like go back to Hoiberg real quick with his team. He'll have to do it a little bit again with a new squad with three or four key parts, you know, that they'll have to pick up to add to next year's team. And, you know, rule will probably have the same thing. I don't know that they'll go as portal heavy uh, in the future as they have to, as they have been this year, but there's always going to be new faces. There's going to be people coming and going. And I think it's always important too, to just get you out of that stance of being in a click. And um, that's definitely came across as something that's happening where it's not going to be a deal where the defensive linemen are at this table and the linebackers are over here, or you're just hanging with your buddy that, you know, you, you, you walked on with or whomever, you know, that you're from the same state as, um, you're going to get in spots where like, you know, Thomas Fedone had chief boarders on his team, you know, a guy from council bluffs with a guy from uh, who transferred in from uh, Florida, you know, and I, I just, I like how they're just mixing um, everybody up and they're making people, I think probably get out of their comfort zone a little bit right now. And hopefully then you get to a point where that's not uncomfortable when it counts, um, where you just sort of know what that person's about. And, um, have relationships that sort of go beyond the lines. And I do think that can matter when you get to the season and things get kind of tense around here. BC, uh, on, a, on a personal, like my own personal thoughts, like about Thomas Fedona, I've been relatively quiet over the last couple of years just because I felt like there was a lot of growing up he had to do in terms of understanding that other people matter and, and there are other people on the football field. As I listen to him now, the level of trust that he appears to have in this staff and vice versa for them to put him in front of the mic, because as you know, he can be a fantastic soundbite if you just turn him loose. And he seemed to, his self-aware, he, it seemed there's growth. Like I can hear, there's still that, ooh, what's he going to say? But <laughs> they turned him loose just to talk about the, the, the squad without having any meaningful reps yet. Do, am I reading yeah. too far into that, or you think there's something to that? No, I think it, and I, I think it's a cool thing. I think around here that's happened too much in the past where it felt like you had to, with certain coaches, you had to, um, I get it, you, you want them to 
actually do something before they're out in front of the media. But I think sometimes it's useful for a guy to actually get in front of the microphones before that, before we're like in the middle of October and it's after a, a 35, 27 game or something where you're having to answer tough questions and you get called out. I think this is useful for guys this time of year um, to, um, you know, we hear from different people, hear what's on their mind. And they also, um, they learn how to do it. They learn how to be in front of the microphone and what it's like in this state where every, uh, word you say sort of gets put under the microscope. And I, but back to your, I'm getting away from your point. I I do think I've seen a maturity in him and sort of how he was answering the questions. And you'd expect that, I guess, as a guy through goes through a couple of years of college, I just like his, um, the, the fact that he's had two serious injuries and he's not going to let that define him. And that's clear right now. He's like, you know, that has changed the timing on things for me, but it hasn't changed the destination. And I really like that outlook. I think that's a very mature outlook. And yes, he's shooting for the moon and wants to be the Mackey Award winner and all that stuff. And people can think what they want of that. But I'd rather have a guy with that sort of attitude who goes about it that way than, than the other way. So give me that any day. BC... You know, speaking of injuries, some would say Hoiberg got lucky with how everything fell into place this year because of how quickly things took a turn for the worst. To some degree, though, you have to settle on luck as a coach. You know, take it from Coach Rule's perspective. How lucky does he have to get with the pieces he's compiled this year to have a season that's successful in Husker fans' eyes? I always think there's a bit of luck involved with a a season with injuries and stuff like that. I mean, even last year's squad, like, um, you know, when, when Nuri got suspended before the season and, you know, then Prohaska's injured three games or so in that changes everything. So, I mean, if you avoid a, a couple of those things at like a key position group where we're sort of asking questions right now, that's going to be a big difference. But the thing is, I don't think that's going to throw him off the process with, if the, if they get a couple bad breaks, I just think he's a guy who's just going to be like, okay, what's next? What's the next thing to do uh, tomorrow, you know, to that with what we have. So, um, and I think especially in year one, uh, yes, they're going to want to win, but there's not that, there's not that year four or five angst, you know, that there is with the coach when he feels like, he's got to have seven or eight wins that season. It's going to be a little bit different around here just because it's year one. So you hope they do catch some breaks, but I also think um, he understands this is a, this is a long build here. This isn't just something that we're going to, if we have a bad thing happen on a Thursday, um, we understand that, um, you know, we can, we can move past that. And there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot more ahead. So um, I don't think he's going to get, knock down too much when there is that injury that pops up because there will be there. I mean, that's football. You have to deal with that stuff and adversity. And I just don't think that's going to knock him and this staff over. Whether it's a guy like Eric Gilbert, and we kind of heard that he was came in overweight a little bit and, and, and working on some fitness, MJ Sherman. There's some guys that came with a, a few accolades in terms of the transfer portal when do you allow yourself to speculate or kind of be interested in who we are or who we aren't hearing from? Um, I, I mean, I think uh, it'll be a lot of clue searching during the spring. And I, I, I would say by the end of spring, you kind of want to know, like uh, you want, want to feel like, okay, you're hearing a coach maybe speak on that guy. 
What I don't know, though, Damon, is like how much this staff will be like that. You know, like, are they going to be want to get into the individual talk and make that public consumption? Or is it going to uh, be stuff they like to kind of keep behind closed doors about how a guy's progressing? So I don't know if we're going to get like the individual updates as much as we want. But I do think if, if they are doing that, yeah, by like the 10th, 11th, 12th practice of spring, you'd kind of like to hear you know yeah this guy he's flashing he's doing this and that there's this he's got to put this together but um there's definitely something there um you know that with this with this year um i think you have to carry some of that into fall camp a bit but i always think if if by the end of spring um you're not hearing a lot from a guy it can be tough sometimes um for that person to uh, put it all together between then and the fall. Um, so I, I do think this is going to be a critical 15 practices where guys sort of sort who's who's where in line. Um, and then, you know, it'll be a challenge to kind of rearrange that when you get to August. We're talking to Brian Christofferson, senior writer for Husker 24-7. Brian, you know, just finished up watching the NFL Combine. And as I watched, it had me thinking about the 2023 class because the ones that were sent from Nebraska – came from the transfer portal opposed to the year removed when you had uh, four guys that, you know, started and ended at Nebraska. And now it kind of seems like if you look at who could be next from Nebraska, they would be transfer portal guys. They would be a guy like Eric Gilbert or Ben Scott or MJ Sherman, you know, Jeff Sims, etc. And it, it has me thinking, are we at a point in time in college sports to where uh, to go to the combine it's going to be guys that come out of the transfer portal opposed to four-year guys Uh, and and maybe a follow-up to that in regards to Matt Rule and what he's been able to do with producing Sunday players what's the recommendation to these 2023 recruits to stay the course because he can develop NFL prospects yeah I don't think we have to believe that that's just the way it's going to be that it's just going to be guys who had portaled in here and then they were here for a year or so and had success. I I don't think rule wants to ultimately build his program just around that. And um, he said as much. Um, So, yeah, I, I, I think he, he will talk to recruits and say, if you look at his track record at temple and Baylor, um, they took a lot of guys from high school that were under the radar um, as, as, you know, recruiting sites would probably have it. And um, they built them into really good college players or pro prospects. And they, they stuck with guys who sometimes had to, you know, recalculate their route a little bit and all that stuff. Um, so I, I think, uh, I, I think it's going to really come down to developing high school guys when it's, when it's all said and done. And then you mix in that one or two special portal players along the way. But yeah, I don't think we should act like last year's template is what's always going to be the template, especially under rule. I agree. I think if he had his druthers, it would be what you just described. The bulk of it is through the high school development ranks with the sprinkling in of going, yeah. to, going, going to get the special grocery ingredient from the portal. BC, yeah, we, uh, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, no, you're good. Go ahead. No, I mean, it's always different that first year, too, where you're just like, okay, what's not in this cupboard? Yep. You know, and I got I got to stack some glasses here quick. And um, so, that, I mean, that there's some of that that went on, but – I don't, I don't know if we'll see the exact same numbers portal-wise in the future. That's going to be something to track. Right, right. Hey, we appreciate your time, BC. Thanks so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of the day. We'll talk again next week. 
Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks, B. That is Brian Christofferson, again, senior writer for Husker 24-7. If you want to f- toss up a follow on Twitter, Twitter, it's at Husker247BC. We just finished up <laughs> talking about the NFL Combine, and we won't continue that portion of it, but at 845, we'll talk about franchise tags and NFL quarterbacks and uh, – There's just a lot to kind of unpack with what happened yesterday, so stick around for that segment. We'll have Kevin Suits on next. We'll also talk to Mike Grimm at 9 o'clock, Gopher Radio Network uh, football and men's basketball play-by-play. Follow that up at 945 with a a friend, a good friend, Ron Johnson, host of the Ron Johnson Show, DB and was on that show last week, if I'm correct, right? Monday, Tuesday. so we're going to bring Ron on because he can kind of dive into a lot of different things, uh, especially, you know, who's going to be the signal caller next year at Minnesota? Will he know? Will he not know? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to ask him. <laughs> we'll find out. Two for you also at 930. That presented by Dingman's Collision Center. If you want to play, stick around at 930. But again, coming up next, we have Kevin Suits. He is the sports director at 1011 now, and he's got a busy day ahead. We'll Talk with him next. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Nebraska NIT, there is an outside possibility, and I'll be this guy. Be <laughs> that guy. They could make the NCAA tournament. Laugh all you want. <laughs> Oh, still laughing about two weeks ago. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. But who's really laughing? Is it us at Kevin Suits saying that? Or is it Kevin Suits laughing at the world and still thinking, like, there is still that outside chance that Nebraska could end up there? Full disclosure, I was really laughing at the fact he said, I'll be that guy. <laughs> like, well, okay. he went out on a limb in and, and very typical Kevin Suits fashion. Nebraska uh, NIT? <laughs> There is an outside possibility, and I'll be this guy. <laughs> Kevin, good morning. How are you? Oh, good morning. Hey, you know, there's still a chance, guys. I, you win that's what I was just saying. Days, yeah. yep. They make the big dance. Hey, don't count them out just yet. I, I don't even know how many people were believing you when you were talking NIT. If you look at the way that they had played over the last month, truly, I think it was probably mid-February when they started to get on their run and Casey started shooting the ball really well and Walker uh, started to manage the foul situation a little bit better. Like If this team keeps that up, they're going to make the NIT. And I really think that I, – I, I truly believe they're going to be playing at Pinnacle Bank Arena next week, guys. Mm. Kevin, where's your mind at, though, right now? Because your mind kind of can go in any which direction. Um, you had girls state over the weekend, you had Nebraska (laughs) wrestling, you have Nebraska football with coach rule speaking on Monday, along with, uh, Fedonian borders. You have baseball that took place (laughs) yesterday, which you were there. Uh, you have boys state that is taking place right now. You have that game tonight. I mean, talk about not having to struggle for content at this point in the year. Where's my mind at? My mind is, I, I want to be on my couch flipping between all the conference basketball tournaments right now. <laughs> or better yet, I, I don't want to be at Nebraska baseball today because I froze way too much yesterday. <laughs> I was underdressed, and 
it, man, when the sun went down, the wind picked up, and the game was already done. But it was great to be out at the ballpark. And, uh, yeah, now we factor in baseball in the, in the mix. And you're right. Uh, our job's easy right now. We just have to go gather some video and slap together a pretty fun sportscast every night. I know they were hitting the ball out of the ballpark yesterday against UNC, but I, it was thick air, and it was cool. Was it more impressive watching real-time Balls leave the yard, then we maybe just look when we pick up a box score and say, oh, yeah, you know, four home runs or whatever the number is. Well, they all went to left field, left center field. Even even with left-handers, which was telling. Yeah. I mean, this team can hit. You know, it's the first time I've seen it, and everybody that was there has seen it uh, firsthand. Outside of a few folks, I did talk to a couple of guys who went out to San Diego with the team. Um but, yeah, no, they can hit, and those three home runs they hit against Northern Colorado yesterday in the home opener, they all went out to left field, and the wind was blowing in, I don't know, 10 to 15 miles an hour from, from that direction. So if you thought there were some home runs, and you figured against an opponent like that, they're probably going to leave the yard a few times. But you would have guessed everything would have been toward the right field foul pole. Uh, they went straight into the teeth of that wind, and uh, the one Swanson hit, my goodness. Uh, off the bat, just sounded so clean, and it was a shot. Hey, how much attention should we be paying to Max Anderson's start? Oh, my goodness. It, what's his batting average up to? He's almost at 600 right yeah, now. I, I mean, he breaks. Now, we've seen him get <laughs> – we've seen him streaky before. Remember when he first got here? We know what he's capable of, but, man, he that thing has to look like a watermelon to him right now. Yeah, seeing it well, hitting it well, uh, he just has such a smooth swing. Knows and the plus, zone. Yeah, yeah, you know what? We talked to him before they went to Minneapolis last weekend, and you know, you figured he's gonna—I don't know—gush, not gush over Vanderbilt and Ole Miss, but there might be a, a feeling of like we got our work cut out for us. They're just loaded with studs, but he played played it the other way. He's like, yeah, you know, we face these guys in the summer all the time. There was no, like, <laughs> intimidation factor or fear of what the opponent looked like. It was more of a mindset of, yeah, we can hang. We belong. And uh, the other thing about Max is, you know, he's not at third base this year. He's at second. Yeah. And I think that that has probably taken some of the stress away from the game for him. A little and different man, body looked, type this year, too, Kevin? Yeah, yeah. A little bit trimmer. Yeah. Um, I think that we maybe underestimated how good his footwork is a pretty good fielder but he's got really good footwork and i maybe notice it more now around the bag because he's a second and up the middle kevin let me ask you about the state tournament now uh let's transition to high school boys basketball db and i were talking and i was in the break just going through the bracket and just tossing out matchups to him like would you pick this team or that team and i rested around the four fives in most classes but i want to ask you this and i'm not i'm not out here to say that kevin suits bets on high school basketball but if kevin (laughs) suits was a betting man and i set the line at four and a half on if you were to bet the chalk over under on all six classes, would you take the over four and a half that the chalk would win, Ooh. or would you take the under? Mm. Oh man, you're right. That's a great line. That's Andrew. a fantastic Whoa. line because you could convince me, Kevin. Bellevue West, Scut, yep, Ogallala, yep. and Wahoo, no. yep. and even Free. Oh, that's a great line. I because I was. 
I've looked at the bracket and, you know, put a lot more thought into it than I should, just like you guys probably have. (laughs) You know, staring at a high school bracket that has, whatever, 48 teams on it, you look at it way too long. That's a good good number. I I think there's going to be four number one seeds that win a state championship. Mm. And I think it's A through C2. I don't think North Platte St. Pat's is going to win in class uh, D1 and D2. I can't go against my guys from Parkview Christian. I know they've got a monster first-round game tomorrow against uh, Falls City Sacred Heart. If they clear that, we were talking about off-air. That's the matchup we were talking about off-air. It's the best. It's the best quarterfinal game out of all classes. Um, I really believe that. Even though it's the smallest class, it's D two. There's a storyline there that a lot of people don't know about between Parkview and Doug Goltz. You know, Parkview played. Sacred Heart in the state championship two years ago, and Goltz got him big. Yeah. And uh, it was kind of an emotional scene for Parkview Christian. And then guess who they got in the semis last year? Same team, Parkview won, goes on to win the state championship, and here they are. It's those two schools again matched up this time in the quarterfinals. That's an awesome game. It's the last game of the night uh, at the Devaney Center, I believe, tomorrow. So of all the games, that's probably the one I'm most Looking forward to out of the quarterfinals. And here we are talking about Class D2 when A's about to tip off this afternoon. Yeah, well, how good is how good is Auburn and, and Wahoo in terms of contrasting styles when you look at Sheaf and, and, and Coach Weeks? I mean, you talk about oil and water. Yeah, that's man, is I'm Wahoo about, electric. They, they are. They're not a Class C1 team. They could contend in Class B. I feel confident yep. about that. I'm, I'm actually – uh, that's where I'm headed right after after we're off the off the phone here, and can't wait to see that one. Coach Chief, his teams are so fundamentally sound. Uh, Weeks is going to try to slow that game down. That's no surprise. Yeah. Uh, Auburn played out of their minds in the district final against Lincoln Lutheran, so they've got a little bit of momentum right now. They had a call go against them about a month ago in the regular season. Should have won a game at the buzzer. Bucket didn't count. And I think that that's really fueled Auburn's postseason run. Uh, but Wahoo with uh, Benji Nelson, a guy that can play above the rim, he's so good. And then it's like the Wahoo teams of old because you have Owen Hancock, Marcus Glock's on that team. He's a pure shooter. Those are some names from years gone by for Wahoo. And they've also had sisters that have starred in various uh, sports at that school. So that is a good matchup. I'm excited to see how it plays out at the Devaney Center. Listen, I I got news for you. Glock's got a little brother that I watched this weekend keep his team in it against my son's team. He will not disappoint either. He may be the best of the bunch. Uh, Let me get you out of here on this, Kevin. I've said I think Lincoln East is the best coach team and not taking the the individual staff. I'm just that East plays more as a team. They obviously have Westside. They drilled them a few weeks ago. But Southeast, when clicking, is the most dangerous of the Lincoln teams. Fact or fiction? Fiction. (laughs) You want to think about it? (laughs) No. He didn't bat an eye. He's like, yeah, whatever, DB. (laughs) Whatever. I'm still going to ride with Lincoln East on that. Uh, I've seen seen Southeast too much, DB. I think that's part of the problem. They're so Jekyll and Hyde, but, man, are they capable? 
I don't. I, I question how much they can sustain playing at a high level. To win state, you got to win three games in four days. I don't know that Southeast can do that. They could pop a good one against Gretna today. That wouldn't surprise me. But going deep in the tournament, I just don't see it. Uh, Bangot Dax, fun to watch. And that's, I think, where you're probably coming from because there are not many guys with his size in Class A. He creates some problems, but I still think Lincoln East, best coach team. I agree with you there. I think they're the more dangerous team of the Lincoln schools. Mm. Kevin Suits, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. Enjoy the day. Busy one ahead. All right. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. At Kevin Suits on Twitter. Toss him a follow. He's the sports director at 1011 now. Coming up, uh, let's change gears. We'll go to the NFL, talk quarterbacks, franchise tags, and more. Stay with us. Coffee and Cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back to the show. If you're like me, you probably needed a beer last night after seeing everything that went down on the NFL front. And if you drink like me, that means you are drinking. What is it? Oh, I'll tell you what it is. It is an Acres Ale, brewed with Nebraska corn, crisp and clean with that light, refreshing flavor. The can is kind of unique, too, a nice silver can. Uh, And you know what you're drinking when you have it in your hand. Uh, It's light. It's the perfect beer to kind of wash away all of your opinions and thoughts that came from the NFL and to save them for a show like this in the morning. Coffee and Cream here with you, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. We are at Hale Varsity Club, live from the H&H Chevrolet stage. And DB, just kind of weird, man. You know, I, I didn't really know how to react to what the Ravens did. I didn't really know how to react to all of the collusion takes that people were throwing out there. I I didn't really know how to react to Daniel Jones getting paid. Now that one I understand. But in in light of Lamar Jackson not getting paid. So do you know why I understand Daniel Jones? Because you're you're gonna if you don't sign Daniel Jones to that deal and it's the four year, it's It's a reasonable one. You lose Barkley. Right. So that one makes sense to me in terms of is he showing signs? Dable's going to be there for the long haul. I think you believe in that combination. I think Giants fans are okay with that. Um, and it's not it's not exorbitant. Is Daniel Jones a good quarterback? I though? think I think he's I think with Dable I think he'll be more he, than adequate. He trended in the right direction in his career. But I just don't buy into Daniel Jones. Like, if, I, if I'm a Giants fan, am I excited about Daniel Jones? Would I, I, I be more excited with, with somebody new? I think you're excited about your, the combination with his head coach. It's exciting. I, 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 can, I can side with that. I want to throw these numbers out here, though. So Daniel Jones in 2022 had 200 passing yards a game, 6.8 yards per attempt, 15 touchdowns, 5 picks. He had 44 rushing uh, yards per game and had seven rushing touchdowns. There was a guy in 2016 that did the same exact thing, and he just got completely overlooked uh, back end of his career. And that's a guy by the name of Tyrod Taylor. 
So Tyrod had 201 passing yards per game, opposed to the 200 of Jones. 6.9 yards per attempt, 17 touchdowns, 6 picks. 39 rushing yards a game, 6 rushing touchdowns. If people weren't satisfied in Buffalo with Tyrod Taylor, and I say people, now I'm going to generalize and say the NFL, if they weren't happy with what Tyrod Taylor put out there, how can you be happy with what Daniel Jones does? I think the key is is the, the coaching combination – where Daniel Jones is in his career versus where Tyrod Taylor is and what people had seen from Tyrod Taylor as a starter up until that point. I think it's kind of isolated. I think that's kind of stats in a vacuum. I think when you look at the trajectory of taking care of the football for Jones, where he is in his career, and the combination of being with Dable, I think even though the numbers are the same, vastly different scenarios. I don't know. I just don't – you would think – a, a younger player, yes. I, well, you got the I, sense I with take. Taylor he'd peaked. You get the sense with Jones he's just starting. Okay, I can I can run right? with that. I can run with that. Like for that's sure. that's kind of how I, that's that's kind of how I look at it. I just look at. I, I I get it. I think fiscally, unlike the Cowboys who franchised Pollard, who will be coming off an injury to pay him in the top echelon of running backs, there were a couple of those. I didn't understand the Josh Jacobs. You didn't want to commit to a new deal. You didn't like the fifth-year option on Jacobs. And then you franchise him. Like, that was so Vegas. How long have I been debating, or not even debating, trying to tell the world why Josh Jacobs, should, you should pick up the option? And you it end made up fran- sense to do it. You end up franchising him? Like, that's just dysfunctional. But maybe, but, it's, maybe it's to buy him some more time. Now... So it's interesting when the NFLPA, and sometimes they can be paranoid, and and maybe they need different leadership, uh, and 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 to sit down at the table again. But that's not going to come up for a second with the collective bargaining agreement. But this collusion talk about Lamar Jackson <laughs> is interesting, and I just wonder how realistically he's thought about not representing himself. Because I don't think people want to deal with that, and I don't think the NFL. Wants another Deshaun Watson contract. And if that's what Lamar Jackson is doing, maybe the league is saying, hey, listen, guys, if L. Jack calls you, man, don't entertain that guaranteed money. Our quarterback market will never reset. We got a couple of fellas coming up. Hey, this Joe Burrow. Hey, this Lawrence guy. They'll, 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 they'll break. They'll break the fiscal elevator if we start talking about guaranteed money. Are we good? Let's keep all the money that we can in our pockets for these quarterbacks. We don't know what Cleveland was thinking with Deshaun Watson. We're not doing that. Are we good? Yeah. Click. How do you prove it? You can't. But it makes complete sense. It, and and yeah, listen. I mean, you would have thought it, Deshaun Watson is reset so, it, the market. It is so wrong. For quarterbacks. But I understand. Because Deshaun Watson's deal isn't – it's not sustainable. And I don't think the league wants to go down that road. And I could actually – I hate to say I'm saying this because I love Lamar Jackson and you're getting a pro bowler or an MVP two times should have been uh, before he's 26 years mm-hmm. old. I just don't think the market can sustain it. When was the last time a team said – we're good. 
you figure out your terms. So what's the franchise uh, number? Uh, what is it 33? Is it 33 or 38? Is it either 38-3 or 33-8 uh, with the franchise tag? I think tag it's the, the lower one. For the top five quarterbacks. But I th- so he can, he can seek other deals. I wonder if he'll back off the guaranteed money. Well, I think he already has been, at least from analysts what, what, out there what that did have Gino followed get? the situation. Gino got 52 guaranteed, three years. But the 52, mil, 52 and a half was guaranteed. Yep, and Daniel Jones got, what, 80 guaranteed? Yeah. And what did Derek Carr get? He got 60 up front. Dude, his, um, his con- he continues to win. <laughs> I, I got to see the books. I don't have any idea how the Saints are doing it. But Carr's got to have one of the be- outside of Deshaun Watson. Carr's got to have one of the best agents in football. I just don't understand. Even if the NFL comes to you and says, like, if we are going to buy into the collusion talk of like, hey, you know, we have these, we have these they, guys they coming up that we're going to have to pay. No, there's no. You're not going to have emails. You're not going to have text messages. The people are smarter nowadays. Like that's not just going to happen. <laughs> but I just still can't buy that NFL teams are ready to risk it all. To get the number one pick, like the teams that need quarterbacks are ready to risk, you know, their potential future to get the number one pick of a complete unknown at quarterback. But but here's the deal to though. represent that path forward. What's the diff- opposed to buying in on a 26 year old MVP? I'm with you for. Two first-rounders and a fully guaranteed deal, if that's how you want to go or not. I mean, if, if they're talking about him tossing around that I don't have to be fully guaranteed, do what you do with Daniel Jones. So now it's become the two first-round picks. Shana, what were you going to say? I was going to say, what's the difference if your team is already in the dumps? Well, you you're, gi- you're giving up a first-round well, pick regardless to go thing, number one, Here's right? the thing, though. You're only – so this is what I think the new model should be. If you draft the quarterback and you're getting him on that quarterback-friendly deal, he's got two years to prove he's that guy. If not, move on. Go get another quarterback. Because you still have time under that quarterback window and the contract where it's not going to drill I'm you. I'm with you, but is that satisfiable? Well, I, hey, man, sometimes I want to date a good-looking girl. I was in school. She didn't like me. Sometimes that's just the way it is. Yeah, a lot of other times, commitment's <laughs> a good thing. <laughs> right? right I, I just... I mean, think about it, because we're talking about those two first-round picks, right? So you, so, give you don't, so you know what we don't know, though? I, I don't... I can't imagine they're on great terms. Oh, I mean, that relationship and you, was and destroyed. You've got, and you've got a new OC in, though. That relationship was destroyed. Because now that Monken's in, But right? this was avoidable. That's kind of what I'm getting yeah, at. Yeah, but you, but you can't unring the bell. No, so, no, no. So if you want to move forward. Not at forward, this point. So if you want to move forward fiscally, there has to be some common ground. I just wonder how bothered people are by L. Jack being his own representative. Yeah, I almost wonder if that played mostly into him not you, getting the you contract. Don't think, you don't think Lamar Jackson is looking at Kyler Murray's contract and being like, man, come on, man. Like, what are we doing here? This, this dude hasn't won anything. I'm an MVP. I'm there. I'm, I'm 26 years old. I'm proven. My team goes to the playoffs every year. Like, what are we talking about? See, so I think the bigger deal is to reset the market for quarterbacks. Do you think there is uh, listen, any what, chance what you, of what are you gonna salvaging? Pay Burrow? What are you going to pay Burrow? 
you, you better get it done before Burrow. Do you think there's any chance of salvaging that relationship in Baltimore? Um, because uh, if you think may, so. Maybe with a long-term commitment. If you think so, Baltimore had their chance right there to save that relationship if they wanted to. They basically said, we don't care. Yeah, I just wish I knew, like, I mean, because if I don't like a guy or a gal, like, I'm, there's, a, there's a really good chance I'm probably not sitting down to chop it up. But if I do like you, I'll probably give you the benefit of the doubt. So I, I, I don't know, you know, how much milk has been spilt and how, much Kri- and how much Kriner's been. But the market, you can't – you almost have to remove Deshaun Watson from the discussion because no one in America is doing that deal no. again. No. Ever. The Haslam family. <laughs> what were you thinking? They were desperate. Oh, desperation can – Cause a lot of things, and, but and D Watts laughing all the way to the bank with every yeah. Monday check deposited. <laughs> the next, the next big domino to fall is NFL free agency. That's next week, but we're changing gears. We are talking college hoops next. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Works to the free throw lane, step back, not much there, back door cut to car, layup, yes, and a foul, what a pass by Kalsher, and Gabe's showing some stuff, he had like the fake binoculars going, it's a beautiful look, now to Robbins, a three from straight, on bullseye, timeout Wolverines! And Patino has a timeout, 20 seconds left. Does Carr take the step back three for the win? He fires a three right now, and he banked it in for the lead! He banked it in with 14 seconds to go! That's the voice of Mike Grimm, play-by-play for men's basketball over at Minnesota. Coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. He's the guy we're talking to now, I, at Mike Grimm 3 on Twitter. Again, we, we've been saying it from the, from the very beginning. Huge game tonight for both Minnesota and Nebraska as they open up the Big Ten men's basketball tournament. Uh, that um, start time comes, what, 25 minutes after it's the probably first roughly game? roughly 8 o'clock, I'm going to guess, because it goes 5.30. Right. Uh, so I would guess probably right around, around 8 o'clock maybe. So they are the late game this evening. And, uh, Mike, first, uh, before we get into deeper conversation about this game, uh, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. I'm a little depressed now that you played all those highlights of guys who transferred out and made all conference elsewhere. Yeah, we couldn't even get a Coucher <laughs> um, reference with his health, too. So we apologize, Mike, but you're still No, it's one all of our good. It's, uh, it, it, it's funny because the uh, – so the Gophers, when Richard Pitino left, um, you know, the, the roster basically left. And one of, you know, Kalsher's all Big 12, Marcus Carr's all Big 12, Liam Robbins was the SEC Defensive Player of the Year, first team all SEC, Jamal Mashburn was first team all Mountain West. So there's four all-conference guys that were on that roster uh, playing elsewhere now. And uh, here, we, uh, you know, the Golden Gophers sit uh, trying to build out of, uh, you know, a two-win Big Ten season and uh, hoping to make a little noise this week. We'll see what happens. But, yeah, a little, you know, that's the transfer portal has changed things. And um, and in Minnesota's case, it hasn't been uh, a net positive yet. But um, he's, uh, he being the head coach, Ben Johnson, will have a chance. He has three or four open spots uh, at the end of this year. 
and uh, he'll have to uh, find some uh, some bona fide transfers again to help uh, uh, fortify what is a pretty talented freshman class that had to take their lumps a little bit this year. Mike, the Golden Gophers first lost an OT to Nebraska uh, back in early January and then fell 78-67 to on February 20, 25th. Um, and, and if you're Coach Johnson... What are you telling your team at this moment to try to instill some confidence to close the season out on a high note? Yeah, I, I think for them, the good news is they have, you know, there's some tangible evidence that they've played better here in recent weeks and certainly recent games. They had Wisconsin on the ropes at home, probably should have won the game, and then a couple of things went haywire, which that happens with young teams, a couple of late turnovers. They had a couple shots in the air that would have given them the lead, and they end up losing that by, I think it was four points. They were up by seven at half. And, and look, Wisconsin is certainly not a juggernaut this year. I think probably, as we speak now, out of the tournament but certainly can play its way in. They have a they they got a little bit of a break getting Ohio State in this, you know, um we we always refer to it as weekly and Wednesday here at the Big Ten tournament. Welcome aboard. Um but it um <laughs> You know, they, they got a bit of a break because Ohio State's net ranking, despite how bad they've been this year, is still pretty good. So that would actually add a resume kind of win on a neutral court for them. So they could still be in. Um, and the Gophers, you know, had them on the ropes. And then they beat Rutgers last Thursday for their second win in just an incredible game. They were down 10 with a minute 15 to go. And Minnesota went nuts with some threes and forced a turnover. And all of a sudden you, you have a walk-off win. And that helped. And and they've just you know played better and that's, you know you're hoping that's what happens when you're playing four. League is old, right? I mean, I was a little joking, but I, I mean, I really like Derek Walker as a player, right? He has been a stud and he has been a thorn in the Gopher side this year. Um, and you know, in Minneapolis, I'm in Chicago now, of course, but Minneapolis, everyone loves Anthony Edwards. Anthony Edwards is four years younger than Derek Walker, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, think about yeah, that yeah. for a second. And so you've got you know 18 year old freshmen trying to guard a 25 year old, and that's hard. The league is old, and so the last place team is Minnesota. The second last place team is Ohio State. Those are the only two teams in the Big Ten that play four freshmen a lot, and that just is the deal. And it'll be interesting to see what happens next year. Uh, the league with the transfer portal will still be old. I think it'll always be old. But when you throw in the extra COVID year, you're, you have old players all over the place. Like Northwestern, God bless them. I love oh, them. Yeah. Uh, they play defense like crazy, and I think they can make some noise because of how they play defense, particularly next week when the tournament starts. Because teams, if you haven't seen it, it uh, even us, we were sitting courtside the first time uh, at Northwestern and just being close to how they defend uh, I'm like, whoa, that that can shock a team. So anyway, but they've got a 24-year-old guards who have been around who, quite frankly, three years ago didn't look like they were going to be that great in the Big Ten. And now they're old playing against young guys, and it's good, and they're good. And so uh, he has to hope that these freshmen continue to progress. I mean, they had to pay the price this year, that's for sure. And um, and then, like I said, add some, some some quality transfers. But it's a long answer to your question. Sorry to drag on. In terms of this week, yeah, he the the, the hope is that they they've just played a little better lately, and and maybe they've got something for the Huskers tonight. Mike, my son plays on the shoe circuit, and this from the fourteen U's to fifteen U's. Now this year it'll be seventeen U's. We know what's what happens in Minnesota. D one, the Grassroots Academy. Like there's good high school basketball played there at a high 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 level you, you mentioned some of the freshman guys like Payne. you managed to keep him in state you, but they're the dj jeffersons the trey hollemans the guys that get away it's a big state that plays at a high level how feasible is it 
to tighten up the borders in the state of Minnesota to give the state school a chance? Man, how much time do you have? Because that's a that's a long answer. That 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 has been, you know, this is my seventeenth year now doing gopher basketball, and that is the the age old question. Even going back to Tubby Smith time, you know, you got a legendary coach, and there was there was trouble trying to keep home state kids in. He had one or two really good classes. If, if you, you know, diehards will remember. You know, Trevor Mbakwe and Rodney Williams, both from Minnesota. Remember Royce White, who ended up starring at Iowa State, started at Minnesota. He started his career, never played a, never played a minute of gopher basketball. He got in trouble and then, uh, that, that would take a whole nother, that could be a document 30 for 30 in and of itself, that whole drama. But, um, you know, so there's been times where they have all four of these freshmen on the roster are from Minnesota that yep. Ben Johnson has this year. And that is part of why he was hired, quite frankly, because, you know, you look, he's from Minnesota. He played at Minnesota. He was an assistant coach at Minnesota. Um, got the know, great got connection with, to stay with, home. And, with many you know, Haha Academy. Player, got Daniel Oturu to stay home. Yep. Um, he's currently in the G League when he was an assistant here. So I think there was some hope that he had you know some great relationships with all of those uh, you know AAU teams you mentioned and um there has been some success keeping those guys home um that the the big question now is with NIL can Minnesota keep up with that um with some of these kids they lost a kid to Ohio State um who is is going to be a freshman next year and I don't think there's any doubt NIL played a role in that um, and, and so those things are going to be what they're going to have to work on, figure out ways to, to raise money, uh, figure out ways to keep those kids home. Patino, um, you know, if there was a knock on him, that was one of them. Is it, uh, you know, the, 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 the uh, Tyus Jones, the Trey Jones, the Gary Trent's all from Minnesota. Yeah. They all went to Duke and, um, you know, if you just keep a couple of those kids home, Matthew Hurt, uh, went to Duke. He was from Minnesota, you know, and, so they had a little bit of a pipeline of Minnesotans helping those guys, uh, Tyus Jones case, having them win the national title. So, um, that, that's the age old question. And there's a lot going on. The Gophers have, have struggled. And so the media, quite frankly, not that the media's job is to help. Absolutely not. They have to call it fair. But I think there's been times where the media has, um, you know, gone out of its way to really paint a negative picture. And that doesn't help either. Right. And, 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 and it's not, it's of the Gophers doing. There's no doubt. So how do you, Oh, looks like we lost Mike. We will try to give him a call back there. Um, if he's en- if he's around my niece, she probably pressed the end call button because that's her favorite thing uh, uh, to push. You know, it's interesting because, you know, I follow this stuff close just with summer basketball. And if you just get a handful of those guys, you know, he's got D1 Academy. He's got Tyus Jones, elite. He's got many ha-ha. Those are elite-level basketball programs if you just get a few of those guys you're talking about a totally different uh conversation in terms of how you know you 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 view the 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 the, the state school it's just it's 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 unbelievable uh in terms of of what they've got in terms of of high-level recruits right there in that state we've got mike back on the line mike sorry we lost you there um Go ahead and just pick up right where you left off. I mean, Daniel Freetag, who we may fortunately have a chance to play with on our on our summer team, is another one of those guys, Mike. I mean, two a couple of two or three guys swing the pendulum quite a bit and pretty easily, don't they? Yeah, for sure. Sorry about that. I don't know. Thirty second floor Hyatt Regency self service, no good here in Chicago. Um, <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, I'm looking down at the Chicago River, figuring I should have a great signal up here, but. Uh, uh. 
Um, yeah, no doubt. For, and, and, you know, uh, Freitag, uh, he, he might be a football guy. He might try both because he's a great uh, high school football player as well. And so, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I got, you know, where I got cut off. I was talking all of a sudden, looked down and realized no one was listening. So, um, my, my, but yes, there's no question there's talent. There's no question there's a lot of good players in Minnesota. NIL will have a factor. Um, the Gophers have to figure that out a little bit better. I think they are behind some of the rest of the league, uh, certainly around uh, behind some of the blue bloods in, in terms of that. And um, like I said, I don't know exactly where I got cut off, but you know, you know, they had a pipeline going to Duke with the Jones brothers, Gary Trent, Matthew Hurt. They're all from Minnesota, and you know, that's hard to recruit against Duke, right? And hard to recruit against some of those blue bloods. But there are a lot of good players, and if Ben Johnson can figure out how to keep them home. Uh, this team can be a factor in the Big Ten. There's no doubt about it, and that that is frankly his charge right now. And then you throw the portal in with it. You got to fortify, and that's what his job will be here. Uh, you know, once this season ends and uh, they head into the spring period. Well, it's a good thing that uh, Coach Johnson was uh, the name you ended with right there, keeping people home, because that's also who Mark Coyle says is the guy still, even though there was regression from last year to this year in regards to uh, just overall record in conference uh, wins and so forth. And, of of course, you can perhaps contribute um, most of that to the young roster. And uh, I don't want it to be overlooked, though, that this – is still a team with an average scoring margin that's fourth worst uh, among the major conference teams and a free throw shooting percentage ranking dead last in the country. Now, I, I'm just pinpointing two little things here, but how quickly how quickly do you think this needs to turn around for Coach Johnson and this team to make sure uh, that he can be solidified as the right man at the helm? Yeah, I think they'll have to have a good year next year. I mean, I, I can't, you know, obviously make any proclamations, but there's no doubt that um, – you know, in today's day and age with portals and all this stuff, you, you, you know, there, there's not going to be seven year windows for coaches to, to get your team into title contention. So, um, you know, I don't know if the seat's hot. I, I mean, I know that, you know, look, not every fan's happy with a two win conference record. Like, you know, that's for sure. And you're right. They have to get some shooters in there. Um, they have not shot the ball well. Um, the, the transfer portal is going to be important. The other thing that just to throw in, and again, it all sounds like excuses. Nobody cares, but Dawson Garcia is their best player he missed five games those five games they averaged that he was out they averaged 54 points the six games since he's been back they've averaged 71 so and and guess what he's averaging about 16 points a game as the leading scorer and that you know that's a factor and i'm not saying they would have won all five he was gone that's not the case they're you know they're one and four and or one and five in the game since so they they have struggled either way but um injuries have also you know even and then their best player who is old and has been around the block gets hurt then then you know you're counting on some of those young guys on top of that so it um you know they 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 definitely have to shoot better i think even look i think coaches sometimes overlook the idea that at the end of the day the the way you win the game is to put the ball in the basket i think nebraska you guys would know more than me maybe i can ask you a question because you know i look at it the huskers were struggling a little middle of the year um, the two kids uh, that lose their season because of injury are the highly regarded transfers and very talented players, but neither were shooting the ball well at all. So, you know, Sam Hoiberg comes in um, and and uh, Casey comes in. All of a sudden, baskets and threes start going down and the, you're six and two, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's amazing when all of a sudden three-point shots start falling at a more consistent level and the Gophers have not been a good three-point shooting team. So I think... You know, from a Minnesota standpoint, they have to go get some shooters for sure to help that. And um, 
and maybe you guys can answer that question on Nebraska in a weird way. Did that, uh, you know, I would never suggest losing talented players to injury would help, but it seems that the team has been shooting much better since that situation unfolded. Yeah, I think, you know what it is? It's I always liken it, Mike, to, and you'll get this, especially if you talk about Minnesota quarterback play. When you get big play potential from quarterbacks, sometimes it can make an offensive coordinator lazy because you wait around sitting on the big play. I think when they lost a lot of their defensive prowess, Coach Hoiberg got back to his roots in terms of offense and play designing and scheming, and those guys yeah. trust him that I think it just it kind of helped that offense come along because they were relying so much on getting stops. You know, Bandamel was going to erase a guy. Gary could guard. You could grind teams out. Now they kind of had to get back into, okay, well, let's, let's get on the dry erase board and see what happens, and I think that's helped them. But you mentioned Dawson Garcia, Prior Lake's finest, um, another Minnesota yeah. guy. He, Took the long way home, Marquette to North Carolina, back to Minnesota. He appears to be comfortable. You mentioned not shooting the three well. That's Cooper, but he does. He and Henley do understand how to post entry. What's the give and take there with playing through Garcia with your guards, knowing you do have to shoot the ball a little bit better against some of these more firepower-laden offensive teams? Yeah, it's a good question. Now, and and Dawson um, can shoot the three. I mean, he you know he's more he's six eleven, but you, and you know, you. Well, I think he made three the other night, didn't he? I, I, he's a finesse guy, <laughs> yeah. really. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, he can shoot the three. He'll shoot floaters. He's not a you know he's not a post up bang you know back your way into a, a bucket. Although he can do that, and he's done that. He, He's good in terms of when he does get close to the basket, he can shoot left-handed, right-handed. Uh, he's got a nice touch. So he's got a unique part of his game. I think it's why he's going to be able to play pro hoops because, as, as you guys know, the NBA game is, is just different uh, than the college game. And um, I think his game will translate, actually, because of you know some of the skills. And in the big um, you know, it's hard sometimes to get those skills to translate because it's such a physical league and it's such a possession by possession league. And 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 in Minnesota's case, you know, you know, with with the, the talent level they currently have, they just don't feel like they want to open the the throttle all the way. So there's there's some governor to it, so to speak, and that probably doesn't play into Garcia's strengths, but it's probably better for the team. And um, if they can add some people that can run, I think they'd like to do that a little bit more. And as you say, maybe. You know, do what Hoiberg and company's done, and let, let's figure out how to score the basketball a little bit better. Um, even the other night, um, they let uh, against Wisconsin. They basically singled the post, and so Wall and um, and Crowell each had twenty plus. Just they had like fifty four points in the paint. And Ben Johnson's thought in asking him, you know, why they didn't double and why they just let these dudes back them down was we didn't want to. Uh, rhythm from three because we don't think we have the firepower to keep up if all of a sudden they hit seven threes and if they're hitting twos we can match them and and it it, it turned into a a second half where teams were just going back and forth scoring easy baskets and wisconsin ended up on the on the better end of it so they're going to need firepower uh you know uh they're got to add firepower it's just that simple if they want to take a step next year we're talking to Mike Grimm, Gopher Radio Network, football and men's basketball play-by-play at Mike Grimm 3 on Twitter. I think going back to uh, a previous point, you know, Nebraska just has found that formula, the formula that works for them despite everything that's happened. All the pieces fell into place, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier on the show, Mike, but it, it's a little bit of luck, too, for Coach Hoiberg that it all worked out because as much as I gave criticism to 
Coach Johnson, Fred Hoiberg took a lot of criticism early on this season about if he's going to get uh, that next contract or if he should be the guy of the future. And until you find that formula, it, it's kind of a question that is left unanswered. But Let's talk about this game in particular, because when we talk formula, each team has a, a, a plan coming into this game. But if, if you were coaching uh, both of these teams, what would you say the winning formula would be for Minnesota? And what would you say the winning formula would be for Nebraska? Well, if you're Nebraska, you just keep doing what you're doing, right? I mean, it is working six and two in the last eight. It's really been a fun team to watch. Um, you know, I watched some most of the first half and part of that second half of uh, win in Iowa City on TV, of course, uh, and we were getting ready. For, or I was getting ready for the Sunday game with Wisconsin, so I went downstairs. The Gophers have their shoot around in the afternoon. Uh, I think Iowa was up seven. I walked downstairs. We do. I tape my pregame interview with Ben Johnson after the shoot around, um, and then you know sit around and chat with him a little bit about the game. Go back upstairs, walk back into the media room, and. Uh, I, I look up and the game finishes. It just got over, and I'm like, "Holy cow! How'd that happen?" And it just that's how it goes, right? Uh, Walker was good, and um, uh, who's the, what's the freshman kid's name that hit all the threes in the second half? Uh, Johnny Lawrence. Um, mm-hmm. You know that that obviously. So I think you just keep doing what you're doing. You just beat Minnesota by nine, eleven days ago uh, in Lincoln, um, and I, you know, that game was an interesting one. Minnesota was never felt out of it, but they never felt in it. If that makes sense, like they got it within five a few times, but I never got the sense that Nebraska felt all that threatened by it. So I think they got to feel good. And in Minnesota's case, and this is, you know, as I said, they lack some firepower. They honestly just have to hope, in my opinion, that Jamison Battle, you know, knocks down five threes and Garcia hits three threes and Cooper hits a couple and all of a sudden you've got 11 or 12 threes on the board and maybe um, you scored enough points to, to uh, you know, uh, make a game late. And if you if you can, you can. And, and that's, to me, the way – uh, the Gophers are going to have to win at this point is just, you know, get hot from three. And they haven't much. Now, they have shot better in the last four games from three. They went like seven straight games where they're under 30% from three, which, you know, just is you just can't win today the way they play games today that way. Uh, they've been better lately, and uh, they were seven of ten at Maryland in a loss. And so that's, to me, the hope. Battle's got to knock down five or six, and, you know, Garcia's got to knock down three or four threes. Cooper hit a couple one or two down and if you get into double digit threes you got a shot and you know unfortunately for the Huskers uh you know they saw that with Michigan State right in the second half of that game oh, uh, whenever that was last week 12 of 17 um, you know, from I, behind I, I the arc bring that up because that's to me that's got to be the formula for Minnesota <laughs> just hope you hit threes hey so before we let you go Mike is there a chance we get that that gritty that tough-minded that Minnesota team that we saw against Wisconsin because that's like the fifth or sixth game that I've seen. Well, you'll show flashes of a good 34, 35 minutes. Yeah, no no question. That that So Ben Johnson, when even the day he took the job now, um, his, he, he wants the identity to be kind of the old Clem Haskins throwback, like get <laughs> down and dirty with it, you know. And when I say dirty, I don't mean dirty basketball, but you know what I mean, gritty. That's the term he uses. And so there are times you see it. I think with the freshmen it's hard because – um, they want to do that, but they're still not sure where they're supposed to be and how to cover this and how to come out of a double team. And so they're still playing a little tentative, and it's hard to really, unless you're really comfortable to play that. But you're right, and that has been the case even going back to the non-conference. They were at Virginia Tech. Uh, they were right there, 
And then Virginia Tech, boom, in about a three-minute span, goes on a 14-0 run, and all of a sudden you're down, and then and, and the game's over, you know. And at Purdue, that game was tied back, uh, you know, right before the new year. Um, and Purdue, obviously, at that point was ranked, I think, one. And um, it's it's tied early in the second half, and four minutes later, it was like a 19-point game. So um, they have had these issues with, you're right, uh, they've played in many games, uh, 33 minutes of really good basketball, two minutes of decent basketball, and then just let things go haywire for a four-minute stretch, or they go cold, you know, they're 0 for 11. Um, and, and you know what? I've seen that around the league. Wisconsin had that the other night against the Gophers. They missed 11 straight shots where um, I, I think it's the, you know, the new kind of basketball sometimes. You know, Iowa had that two-game stretch where they were, what, like six for 100 from three. I mean, that's not their number, but it was terrible. Um, and so I think sometimes when teams – the way the game's played now with a lot of three attempts, you can go, you know, you can go cold uh, quick. And um, if your team like Minnesota, they can't recover from that, the game can be done because of that three or four minute stretch. And so that's probably um, a key tonight is to, to try to, you know, keep uh, Nebraska from going on some sort of a 14 to two run at some point. It wasn't more than 23. So I'll tell you that much. It may not have been six, but it wasn't more than 20. You were pretty close. <laughs> Yeah. Mike, thanks so much, man. We appreciate your time. Enjoy Chicago, and uh, hopefully uh, we don't lose you on the radio call like we did uh, during the interview. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's hope that uh, we got a nice, uh, clean signal. Hopefully you guys uh, was able to hear all right. But, yeah, I appreciate it. Always enjoy coming right, on. And, fantastic, uh, and, um, Yeah, great stuff. a fun game tonight. Thanks, Great Mike. stuff. Thank you, Mike. Mike Grimm, Gopher Radio Network football and men's basketball play-by-play. We'll also talk more of that with Ron Johnson at 945. But coming up next, two for you. Give us a call. Coffee and cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. Now one of Damon's favorite games and one of Shane's favorite games. Is this the game where I have to write stuff down? Well, maybe not so much Shane. Yes, Shane, this would be the game. Yes, it's two for you. All right, let's do it. Wow. I like the open. A new thing. Hey, Shane, is this the game where you have to write stuff down? I don't know. Do I ask that every time? Every flipping time. Did I hey, ask hey, hold on, hold on. Let me, let, me, let me put down my headset so I can walk across the restaurant to get my notepad. Is this the thing where I... This, do I have to write this down? Man. As <laughs> we, as we, uh, we're a little spoiled here. We're watching the four-letter network on one television. We have the state championship... Fi- not the final state championship on the other television... It is 17-13. Weird. Auburn with a lead in the state tournament. Have we seen this before from a Coach Weeks coach team? Yes, yes, we have. Plenty of time, though. 216 left in the second. That's not a football score. That is basketball. It I'll is take it. 17-13. I'll tell you what, DB, and I, we're not going to get into this now because we have to play the game. But tomorrow I'm going to bring something up because this is one of those games that if you're Wahoo, you wish – there was what? A shot clock. A shot clock. And if you're Coach Weeks, you're like, figure it out. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he wins a lot of championships playing a, a, a certain so way. So w- we'll talk about that more tomorrow, but let's get into the game now. If you want to play, give us a call, 888-638-4876. I almost forgot the number. I've been out for five days, and I almost forgot our phone number there for a sec. Well, do you remember the I, first I, I six it. days of the show where I couldn't get it right? I do. And, but then, I, and then I went to I a feel couple. Like I went to a couple of counties. Yeah. And then Spirit of 76, so I remember. Either that or you put it on flashcards and you flipped them over like I used to do I when studying a, history. I, listen, I played a mean game of travel. 
with multiplication facts. So you used to have to walk up and down the 54, 64, 12, right? Where you just saw the flash card and you'd move. Yep. Mm -hmm. Dude, that was my game. I know Jamie doesn't think I'm good at math on Twitter. Did but you just I say to you okay. like to play games in order to learn? I'm competitive. So you would like Guess what, the though? new system. I, I knew what the desired outcome was, though. It was to get smarter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it was easy. Maybe the games at Nebraska right now are. And, and I trust him. I just Some of that stuff I think would make me uncomfortable, so I'm glad that those guys are better at it than I am. How about this game? Does this game make you smarter? Mm, not so much, but we're going to play it anyway. Uh, again, give us a call. We're giving away gift cards if you're on the phone. If not, we're playing the game. Crab Rangoon Pizza, Thai Wings. What else is the special? Shane, I didn't see the soup this week, but you are vouching for the Crab Rangoon Pizza. Yeah, and I, was, I, I would always just go with that if you can get it. I mean, it's solid. Solid. All right. I still got two pieces left. I, when I get home, I'm eating the rest of them. This dude, got, a, yeah, this dude got an eight-piece pizza two days ago, and he has two pieces left. I ate two pieces yesterday. I was full. Are you not it a leftover so, guy just yesterday? So no, good. he's a baby eater. How do eight pieces last you almost three days? It's called, you know, three fasting. foot tall. And it's called fasting, right? <laughs> Dude, he ate two in the first ten minutes. Three foot tall and weighing 80 said, pounds. Shane, how'd you like the pizza? Well, it was good, but I slept a lot. This dude has food-induced comas. Sometimes I do. Sometimes. Yeah, I don't understand. Depends, it depends <laughs> on what I'm eating. Maybe like a, a big IHOP meal <laughs> on a Sunday morning. That's what you get for going to IHOP. <laughs> Baby. Let's play the game. Hey, DB. Hey, Andrew. Let's ride it. You and me. And then we'll see how, uh, how Shane picks it up. You got it? Yeah. We ready? I'm Let's go. Re I'm ready. DB, something associated with a cowboy... Okay. A clear alcohol. Okay. Here's a question I or a, a question, a prompt I wish we could have done last week, but Shane was unfamiliar with the coordinators at Nebraska. So name a coordinator at Nebraska. Okay. All layups here. One may be tough. Are you going to play to my strength here, or are you going to play to your strength? I'm ready whenever you are. Ah, fudge. 19-18, um, Auburn with the ball under gonna, 20 gonna go seconds here. to I'm gonna go. I'm going to go here. Okay. Um, and last, in a horror movie, a place people will hide. Like a common place a person would hide in a horror movie. That's Kay. probably a better way to write that. Okay. Are you ready? Yep. Let's go. Hey, DB. Name something associated with a cowboy. Three, two, one. Horse. Cowboy hat. Yeah. Oh, for one. It's okay. We bounce back with a clear alcohol. Three, two, one. Vodka. Tequila. Oh, my God. You're a tequila guy. Well, full disclosure, I am, but I also love vodka, and vodka will always be clear. Tequila sometimes has color. Anejo, Reposado. And although clear technically means see-through, I get it. It doesn't mean, like, water clear. Vodka's 
always clear. Always. Don't try to justify that. Uh, listen, that's, that that's you my base down vodka it's over tequila. That's, just that's, don't try, that's my don't baby, try to justify so, it. So therefore, I, think I would have chose vodka. That is. Because it's foolproof. Uh, yeah, you know what's DB proof? This game? Tequila. <laughs> okay, that's all right. Shake it off. This one I'm worried about. Ah, there's no way we got it. Uh, a coordinator at Nebraska. Three, two, one. Tony Satterfield. White. I was going to write down Tony White, but then I thought, you know, uh, people tend to say offense over defense. We, we, we were I was going to say White. We were due. Well, of course you would. We were due because we had gone, I think, eight for the last Why'd eight. you write down Tony White? Because Caleb likes defense. Uh, see, I thought you wrote it down because that's who I interacted with at Team Jack. And that's who I would have gone with because I have – why did you pick Satterfield? Just because people, whenever you think of a coordinator, it, it kind of comes in progression. You go offense, defense, special I, I teams. I will say this, though. I, will, I do think he's the one fans are the most uneasy about if there is an uneasy feeling. I was uneasy about this game. and We're, we're getting ready right. to go over. In a horror movie, a commonplace people will hide. Three, two, one. The closet. Under the bed. <laughs> It's always the closet. The closet was number two. It's always no. The Think about like in any kidnapping movie, right? No, kidnapping Jamie Lee was horror. in the closet. Same thing. It's not. Oh it's my! Oh, you're telling me you wouldn't be horrified if somebody was kidnapping you? No, I'm telling you that Scream isn't taken. Both are the same to me. No, they're they're not. They're not. They're not I, you could say not action-packed, suspenseful no, no, thriller. I, I, you could drop all the air quotes you want. Taken will never be in the horror section. I'm not saying Taken is considered. Where a did she hide in Taken? Where did she hide in Taken? Under the bed. Yeah. So and in the closet. And scream. In the second movie, she hid in the closet. Yeah. Well, listen to what I'm telling you. Uh, listen one. to what I'm saying. If you weren't such a douchebag, sometimes you'd be a lot easier to talk Whoa. to. Whoa. But what I'm telling you is, a horror movie is not the same. As an action movie, I don't care how you spin it. I don't care what you justify in that brain of yours. It's okay to be wrong. A horror movie is not the same as action. Okay. You, you can are, give you me three right. air you quotes, right there. four air quotes, five doesn't air quotes. Doesn't mean that you don't hide under it the bed. It doesn't mean movie. that it's not. That's fine. Say that. The absolutes in your delivery are like, bro. It's okay to be wrong. Right, but at no point did I say Taken was the first example in no, my you, mind for No, horror. but you did but say— But I did you, end up saying—I did end up saying what you said, hey, hey, Jenny, but I didn't Jenny, start Jenny, there. Jenny Benning, hey, you hey, can hey, rationalize hey. it any way you want to. <laughs> at the end of hey, the day, you said— Great person. She's fantastic, but she will rationalize strange things. You uttered the phrase, same thing. They're not the okay, same thing. Okay, doctor observant. Or a guy that pays attention to detail. Hey, that too. <laughs> that too. Okay. I'm with you there. I, I, it's a different I'll, kind. I'll, of, I'll, I'll own that one, but I'm still, I'm still on the under the bed train. I, but I got a I question, though. A I, have, I have a question, though. This is important. Hit me with your question. Because we were eight for eight. Kindred spirits. Yeah, not great. Both DBs. <laughs> Do you do you try to have his, I'm funny. Do you try to have as few words as possible? Cuz do you know why I didn't say cowboy hat? 
because it was multiple words, and I didn't think you'd think of it. I would have said do hat. You, do you know where I didn't say under the bed? Because yeah. it's it's more words. I get that. Does that make sense? I'm with I you. feel like that's the human cheat code for when we do this mm-hmm. next time. If Trent doesn't play, because <laughs> Trent apparently is the only one that likes us. Hey, I think he just likes the food at Hale Varsity Club. He just gets a ton of gift cards. <laughs> but when I, but what scares me is I'm on the same page as Shane. That's not good either. Shane said, well, I'd have said hat. I'd have said closet. Or boots. I'd have said closet. Yeah. He, was, uh, maybe, he, w- he wouldn't maybe have I'm said tr- Satterfield may- or White. Maybe I'm trending in the wrong direction. Ron Johnson up next. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Oh, coffee and cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Why you give me that face? Because that was like the greatest off-air. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to, I had to get up and walk. It around. all started with something I read on our YouTube. Are comments. you? Is it? Was it an amazing Daniel? I don't know. Is Daniel Burns amazing Daniel? Because if it's the amazing Daniel, you guys both have one thing in common. You're always right. I'm not always right. No, that is completely false. I am not always right. And I will I will own when I'm not right. <laughs> okay. But I'll tell you what. I, I kind of want to ask Ron on a humbug. What ticks me off. It's fine. What ticks me off is when somebody says, like, tries to dig deeper through an answer. I'm just telling you, tequila isn't always clear. And vodka is. But that's not the. Pr- I didn't ask for something that isn't always clear. Are we not seeing your if, delivery? If something is clear in some form of the word, it counts. I don't need to be told that it isn't always clear. So the people that are, t- oh, we're all wrong, and you're right. <laughs> We're, we're all, not even going there, dude. We're all we're wrong. You, we're all wrong, and you're I'm right. Just, I don't need to be told that good tequila isn't clear, and that tequila could be a bad answer. There, this is something that DB drinks all the time. I'm around him, so I'm playing to his strength. And tequila, uh, the ones that he drinks around me are clear, except for the good reposado. It's ridiculous. <laughs> you gonna be all right? It's a ridiculous thing to Are say. Are you gonna be all right? I mean, what did I what did I tell you? Like, if I asked for something that not not all windows are see through. Well, nobody's gonna say stained glass. But I but if you have a tinted window, a dark tinted window, you can't see through that. But if I asked for something see through, more times than not, you'd say a window. It's like the same thing with alcohol. Okay, think, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I think we better... Shane, do we have Ron? Is Ron in? Hey, Ron. What's going on, man? I'm, I don't know if you if you enjoyed hearing that. I don't know hey, if you, if my, listen, Ron, my man is saying. so particular, he's mad. If I said, hey, Ron Johnson, name a clear liquor, what would, what would Ron Johnson say? Oh, we can't hear him. Shane. Oh, Shane, we got to give him some audio. Do we have him here? He's up. I just don't have audio from him. Oh. All right. Now we got to get some audio. Listen, he's worth listening to. He's hilarious. We've got to get Ron some audio. How are we feeling? Ron, can you hear us okay? Okay, so I can see him talking, but mm-hmm. we can't hear him. Yeah, and so. I could hear him acknowledge that he heard us. Is there a button that is pushed that has him muted over there, Shane? There is not. 
So what's different between him and the other four guests we had today? I don't know. I'll, I'll call him. Okay. Now we're, we can't be cutting into Ron's time. <laughs> we need full Ron Johnson. Look at him. Look at him. He just picked up his phone. Because <laughs> he knows. I could talk to this dude for three days, and we can't get him for 15 minutes. Yeah, well. Shane, help me out. Call him back. He, you didn't want to hear his answer to the clear out. He was gonna. Question. He. I know what you he was gonna hear, say. You he didn't want to hear the answer, which is why Shane kept him muted. I get it, Shane. Are I'm you? There. Are you? I just want to know if you're gonna are be you okay. okay. Are you gonna be okay? <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> I'm calling your mother. No, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. That, that that's that's the son I raised. <laughs> that is the son I raised. Irrational. <laughs> <laughs> Can lose his mind at the drop of a hat." <laughs> Shane, are we ready or no? No, we're not ready. This is really going to pee me off. <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna pull an Andrew and I'm gonna be upset. Oh, right now in this segment? <laughs> pull an Andrew. Uh, I guess I'm the only person on earth that can be peed off. I'm the only one. Welcome back, man. Hey, it's a good show. It's a different kind of way to raise your temp. It's a, it's a good Ron, show. Ron, can you hear us okay? I hope we can hear you. Please, sweet baby Jesus. Uh-uh. Gosh, we Got can't. nothing, Shane. Shane, I'm, you're killing me. It's probably one little button that isn't pushed. Where's Sasha when reason. I need her? Behind every inadequate man is a smarter woman. Yeah. Shane, no offense. No, no offense. <laughs> Did I say inadequate? I apologize. I, you don't understand how bummed I am. Like, that is, he's hilarious. Ron, I, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know because I can't hear him. Well, I, we can't either, but as you can <laughs> see, if you take a look at our screen, did you see the Steelers helmet in the back? I, I did not miss it. Sh- sh- should we try it again? Nope. Yep, yep, here you go. Oh, boy. What, did, you, what did your mom say? DB is correct. That is the son I've raised. <laughs> She's crazy. I'm telling you, she keeps it 100. Eat like right, wrong, or I could tell just by being around her. She. All right, so we got him on the phone. Ron, good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm hey. good. Oh, there thank the Lord, man. It's not the same being able to see you laugh and make fun of me, but I'm going to take what <laughs> we'll I can. We'll envision it. <laughs> how, are you, how are you feeling this morning? I'm good, man. Can't complain. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to make sure we get another one on here. When um, I can get the uh, for sure audio, yeah, yeah. So we we've been talking a little Minnesota football, a little Minnesota basketball. You asked me a great question on your on your show. You know what would I do differently with Minnesota basketball? And I said keep some of the young studs in state. You guys are playing four freshmen tonight <laughs> against Nebraska. What's the consensus on Coach Johnson right now? Do you have a good feel for that? Well, I mean, Ben's a friend of mine, so um, it, it's tough. You know, I'm going to be honest. Like, when you know somebody, uh, when you went to school around the same time, like him, myself, Lindsey Whalen, we all played around oh, the same she- time. They're both younger than me. Uh, so it is tough. It's tough when you're a friend of a guy. You know, he's been on my show. Uh, but this is where I go with it. So men's basketball, honestly, I feel like has had like a, a red-letter stain on the program ever since like 1998 you Mm. go back to clem haskins and uh it was questionable for a lot of minnesotans um and if you look at some of these parents who you know i don't want my kid to be around anything 
uh, dangerous, or I don't want my kid to be. And no, and not them knowing their kid is out smashing pumpkins and breaking windows. Like, you know, I think a lot of parents overthink the college experience and think, oh, my kid has to go to this place or my kid. So, I, I think until Minnesota can start to really lock down a lot of these in-state recruits, I think that's going to be the first issue. And then the second issue is the NIL. Mm. Um, Minnesota has, I want to say, nineteen. Um, Fortune 500 companies in the downtown area or outskirts. And so when you have that many Fortune 500s, that many CEOs, uh, that many big-time donors, you have to find a way to be able to put money into these kids' pockets for coming to your school. And it doesn't have to be like, here's a million dollars, come play. It can be set up to say, look, if you're a starter, you're going to make X. If you're a, you know, whatever, you're going to make this. If you do this many appearances for my company, you're going to make this. So it sounds a lot like Creighton. And when you can. Yeah, and it's, uh, and Creighton's is so good, Ron. Like, I'll walk you behind the scenes at a different time. That sounds a lot like Creighton's model. It's pretty slotted, pretty self-explanatory. There's a low and a high. And there's all things that everybody gets. Like, it's, it's way good. Yeah, and that's and that's the key. Like, if you have a Target, you have a Best Buy, you have a Cargill, you have 3M, you have General Mills, you're telling me you can't use the point guard, you know, the starting point guard, number one point guard in the country to say, hey, dude, you will be the face of Target and we will have you shoot jumpers or make passes into a Target and you're going to be the spokesperson for Target, you're going to get paid X. Target's already paying for these commercials. They're already paying uh, these people to be on their billboards. Why not pay your own local college? You know, of a quarterback. I mean, imagine a quarterback throwing a football into a target. Mm. You know, the actual circle target logo with, you know, chalk on it. And he's going to, you know, a la old Peyton Manning, you know, uh, from the Pro Bowl. And see how many targets he hits. You know, I mean, like, it's, it's just too easy. And, again, until these companies realize that, that, you know, granted, they're like, look, people are going to go to Target regardless of who we put as our sponsor. But it's like, also, it wouldn't be fun to have, you know, your school, your team, your area be number one because of your business. We're, we're talking to Ron Johnson, host of the Ron Johnson Show at 3 Ron Johnson on Twitter. Ron, I know you're an NFL guy, too, and we got into this conversation earlier on um, about the, the use of the franchise tag and uh, the situation. Yeah, Vodka. Vodka is the answer for clear. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. When did that? Where did that come from? Hey, that's listen. I we're just like, wanted to make sure I got that out there. Hey, that's what sure Thank that. you. I, I doesn't appreci- mean doesn't mean that tequila is a wrong answer. <laughs> Hey, this this is what we're dealing with, RJ. This is what we're dealing with. Let me ask you something real quick before we move to to, to football, though. Uh, with the expectation level in, in basketball, does it have anything to do with, like, having many Haha and Tyus Edney and, and, and D1 who – like, you have some really good – you have Freitag right in your backyard. Does, does it have anything to do with the fact that you play such good summer basketball? Um, I'd say yes. I mean, you think you look at the circuits and the, and the guys that travel when they're serious about this AAU. Khalid El-Amin is in your backyard. Win. Yeah, and, and again, I mean, you got Kalila Amin, who doesn't have any ties to Minnesota, you know. So when, when, he's, when these kids are getting recruited, he doesn't care where they go. Mm. Mm. 
Hey, Ron, you know, to follow up on where I was going with that question, you know, as you're searching and franchising tag, um, whether it's a running back or a quarterback or, or whoever it is, uh, you know, you're looking for a signal caller, and that's the Golden Gophers right now. They're, they're trying to find a new signal caller for next season. We saw him a bit last season, and he found himself in the back of the pack in most Big Ten quarterback preseason rankings, rankings but that's uh, Kayak Manis. But do you see him taking the snaps day one, or do you think spring presents a unique opportunity for some good quarterback competition? So the one thing I'll say about Ethan Kayak Manis is He's probably the best arm talent Minnesota's seen in a while, but the difference is he's 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 not as strong yet. Like he has a he still has a kid body, mm. and he's a you know he's a late bloomer. Like you've seen some college kids show up and they're built like Zeus already. Well, this kid isn't there yet. Um, I I truly believe in the next year or two if he doesn't transfer, because again they're getting more and more top kids to commit to Minnesota, and that's going to always be the issue moving forward with college football is the free like oh i can just transfer because i don't want to be here anymore and that's going to be tough for like a a school like alabama they could do that year in a year out they're going to recruit the top they're going to tell those kids they just sit back you sit back for two or three years you start for me for two years you'll be in the nfl well minnesota doesn't have that you know Mm -hmm. they don't have that pedigree of like hey like running back yes um receiver maybe second secondary is legit Secondary is legit. Secondary, same thing. You know, Antoine Winfield Jr. Uh, you know, you got Terrell Smith now in the draft. You got Jordan Howden. Uh, you go way back to I uh, just had Eric Murray on, Brian uh, Body Calhoun. Um, so, yeah, they've had corners, receivers, offensive linemen. Like, they constantly are putting offensive linemen in the league last year, too. This year they'll have John Michael Schmidt, number one center in the, in the draft. But quarterback, I mean, I, don't, I can't remember the last time. They haven't had a drafted quarterback since God knows when. And so when you think about that, that's going to be the problem, and P.J.'s going to have to start that now. Like, he's going to have to groom Aethan. And Aethan is really good. Like, he makes some really good throws. He has a real strong arm. His biggest issue is going to be uh, technique. Mm. Like, he does some weird things, like against Nebraska. He made some weird, like, arm pumps, some motions that he's going to have to work on. But once he works on it, this kid will be good. Hey, let me ask you real quick. We got a couple minutes left. Can the co-coordinator thing work under a guy that's as specific about the 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 vision as as PJ Fleck? Ah, uh, I personally think no. I always hate the co. Now, there's the thing. Internally, if the co tag is just to get money to another guy, because when you become coordinator, <laughs> you add that to your resume. It adds money. To the pocket and the yeah. university has to pay that person for that title yeah. and then also that's a resume builder to move on maybe to another job have an opportunity to be a head guy somewhere else have an opportunity to maybe move to the nfl as a receivers coach or coordinator so there's always rhyme for the reasons behind what pj fleck does like he doesn't do it for just you know poops and giggles you know what i mean like he's gonna <laughs> he's gonna really <laughs> I didn't know what I could say on here. Hey. <laughs> yeah, we're not quite on the RJ podcast yet. I uh, knew what was coming. I don't know, though. I mean, last segment we did drop a, a word that we questioned later on. <laughs> oh, no, we could say the D-bag word. Uh, but, fine. you know, PJ, PJ is calculated. You know, so I, I truly believe internally there's already a, a five-page, like, scenario of, like, you're, this is your role. This is your role. You're the play caller. You're the this. You're the you're the install guy. You're the you know whatever. 
So PJ has it. So if there's anybody that can pull it off, I'd say PJ Fleck. The the the, the spots I didn't like, and let's go to the Minnesota Vikings. They had it for a couple of years with uh, Mike Zimmer. He named his son co-coordinator along with Andre Patterson. I didn't agree with it. Andre Patterson had been in the NFL for 17 years. His son had been in the NFL for about five years. Mm. And so when you think about making those two co-coordinators, it did nothing for either of their resumes because Mike Zimmer was the play caller. So it's it's all about what the reason is behind it. In two years, oh, real quick, 40 seconds. In two years, will P.J. Fleck be at the University of Minnesota? Yeah, I think P.J. Fleck will be there for five years. And this is the reason why. P.J. lives in Edina, Minnesota, which is one of the richest neighborhoods in Minnesota. Uh, he has a boat. He has a house out there. I mean, he loves Minnesota unless the NFL comes calling and say, hey, we want you to be the head coach of the Miami Dolphins or something like that. Like, I don't see him jumping uh, to another program because it becomes a lateral move from him. I mean, unless Nick Saban, you know, walks away and he gets a call from Alabama, I just don't see it. Um, you look at the level of, of player that's starting to come here, the level of recruit that's starting to come here. You look at the draft this year. Uh, the past couple years, Rashad Bateman, Daniel Falele. I think P.J. is, is happy here. Um, and, again, there's, his son just started high school here uh, as well in Edina, Minnesota. So there's, there's not a lot of places where you can really go raise a family and be like, look, I enjoy being here. And, uh, and the Gophers continue to pay him more money. I think mm. that's the other key. They're, they're willing to match what he's worth, and I think that's the other side of it. Ron, we appreciate your time. Man, Thanks so much. So, uh, we'll so, try so again good. soon. So good, buddy. We, uh, we're going to make this kind of a more of a frequent thing if you're okay with that. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to get on early and make sure the uh, sound and video, there's a yeah. button somewhere. <laughs> it's I'll somewhere. Sure, I'll make sure to have my uh, dark tequila on the uh, set next time, too. Get him, Ron. Yeah, Ron. Get him. Ron, you, know, uh, you, you bring... know what's funny, man? I drive the show, so we'll see if we bring you on. <laughs> Hey, he gets listen. He keeps telling himself that. Hey, we appreciate you, Ron. No, appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks, thanks Ron, and uh, thank you all for listening today. What a first day back after after a uh, really uh, an extended weekend. What a great first day. Yeah, that. Why? You just keep driving. <laughs> oh shoot! Nah, you want you want to take over the wheel? I got no problems. You want to you want to take no it there? Problems. <laughs> you better hit the eject. <laughs> oh man. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow.